So how- now the Christian God. <laughs> yeah. He's probably he's probably the most vindictive bastard of them all, but is he crazy? The one true God that rules above all others. Is that Does that claim? make him crazy if he rules above all other gods? Well, not above all others. He's just the one. Tr- the other ones just aren't there. Oh, like Buddha. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean Christian God. Well, Buddha wasn't a god, he, though. He was like a guy. Didn't he kill Job's family and basically was like, ah, oh, what you going to do about it? Job bitch? from Arrested he, Development? He did flood the entire earth, but I think it was just like he had his reasons. I think he had like, a bad day. Like best on best, God versus Zeus, <laughs> who we taken? God versus Zeus. Seven seven game series, yeah. Mm. Probably God, because Zeus is a, a baby of another god named Kronos. Yeah. Oh, and okay. Zeus has his go-to Titan, moves if you can lock up that. What about Odin? Odin? Yeah. It, of of Norse mythology? Yeah. Odin's a weak Buddha. bitch. I don't know. Vishnu with nine arms could fuck you up. Odin loses to LeBron in a game of seven. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's more yeah, of a deity he has is than... like a crow. Yeah. <laughs> Odin's lo- like he's missing an eye or something. <laughs> if game, the movies are game six, trusted. Jordan takes down Odin game for sure. Six, Jordan takes down any god, to be What about honest. Babushka? Babushka's Russian, her grandmother. That's a Russian grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. So not a she god. She wears the little bonnets. So there's Babushka and Vishka crazy. and Kushnu and... But not Babushka. That's not a god. I also don't believe Kushnu is no, a god. No, I just Krishna. said that. I was just Vishnu. trying to... <laughs> Vishnu. Yeah, Krishna. I said that one. Vishnu, Krishna, and Shiva. Shiva. Kamini. Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. 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 Tivo. <laughs> no, that's Vivo. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So, um, so as far as gods go, we've got uh, Jordan... Michael Jordan and God at the top. Yeah. Then we got like uh, Vishnu and then we got like Buddha. If you do it like a March Madness tournament, Michael Jordan's like Duke. Christian God is UNC. I think Buddha UNC. was just a guy. Buddha was just a guy. So he's, he's, a he's like Old Dominion. He's MSU at the 13th. Yeah. Season. They just snuck in for some reason. But he's not supposed to be there. He's, he's a, Florida that, Gulf that's Coast. That's a man. That's just a, he's yeah, a man. Just a dude. He's Florida Gulf Coast. But he could go far. God killer. He, he's God killer. All right. Yeah. I, I think that... That's as straightforward as we can get about religion. And break. Break! You can't handle the truth! You won't bring back your goddamn honey! But I know it will! So I can do that. My mom always said... Happy birthday to Lucas. Happy birthday to Lucas. Happy birthday, dear Lucas. I thought we were supposed to. Happy birthday to Lucas. Well done. Happy birthday, Lucas. Happy birthday. Doesn't feel like it because it's still in the future, but this is my episode. Uh, I'm calling the shot. Oh, 27. I am, nice. and I got us all hookers. Nice. Oh shit! This first time for everything. Virtual hookers. <laughs> it's like an NFT. You just like showing us JPEGs of butts on the screen. Yeah. Virtual hooker. Yeah. Just, yeah. He just bought us all NFTs of naked women. Black Betty. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's your favorite. Don't bring it up. <laughs> there was once for I'm going to bring it up. Junior year, 
We were in an AP history class with this teacher named Dr. Went. Loved to do a lot of hand gestures. Um, he said that uh, a lot. We had a fan club. We had a fan club on uh, Facebook. And for one of the like assignments, he made us do a project where he had to create like some like historical art piece. And we all got like, um, we picked cards that were like our uh, careers or whatever back in the 1920s. Yeah. And so my group. Uh, we did a musical called Bricklayer's Paradise. I wrote, like, parody songs about bricklaying. Yeah, to, um, to Gangsta's Paradise. To Gangsta's Paradise. Um, mm. but Probably the most famous Paradise. parody of that song, right? I would say so, yeah. Nobody else has touched <laughs> yeah. it, even. Um, and then Seth's group did one called the That 1870s Show. Yeah. Where, um, That's pretty funny. I, I didn't know anything, though. It was a group project where everybody got the same grade, regardless of what you did for it. So uh, my buddy Kevin let me team up because he was like a history whiz, like a genius with it, and knew that I wasn't paying attention. So <laughs> We were doing tally marks of Dr. Went's hand signals. Yeah. So he let me be a part of it because we were good friends. And I was like, what should my lines be? He's like, I don't know. Just come with someone on the spot. So... My role in the show, I just named a different prostitute every time the camera was back on me. <laughs> and you got nice. slapped in the face. I got real slapped hard. in the face for real. But it was Black Betty, Harry Sugar, and King Latifah were my three favorite prostitutes. And then Kevin slapped <laughs> me for real. So yeah, if you want to, Black Betty is a is a term for heroin, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Maybe yeah. Well, Black Betty, Bambalan. That makes sense. Then. Yeah, that song's about heroin. Okay, okay, then it's yeah, fun. totally. Every song from the 80s or 90s is about heroin somehow. Pretty much. Red Hot Chili Peppers really pioneered that genre. <laughs> so if you guys want to watch any of those, you can watch that 1870s show or um, Don't promote that. Bricklayer's Paradise on YouTube. It's promoted. Um, anyway. Lucas, it's your birthday. You have some questions for us? Oh, uh, that's that's my job? Yeah, apparently. I don't, I don't You know. did just say a minute ago that you're running this show, so. <laughs> all right, Lucas on the ones and twos. Um, all right, folks at home, I got some questions for you. Do you Am like... Am I on the three and four? What? I don't know. What were you... Are you talking like musical measures? That, that's like a... No, that's a term for the producing. He's on the ones and the twos. Well, I didn't know that. I was, I'm on I'm the threes and the fours. Nope. You're on oh, the fives and sixes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, do you guys like crazy African adventures? Yes. Yeah, actually. And do you like it when the audio doesn't match up with the mouths? Oh, so much. Mm, that's where you got so me. Much. I don't love that. I love it. If you answered yes to either I or B in today's questionnaire, then you're eligible for a free bicycle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Thanks Woo! for filling out our survey. You're also came to the right place. It's the good, the bad, and the movies. 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 And this week, it was Lucas's choice, and and my uh, triumph of the will pick got shut down. Um, so we had to pivot to the gods must be crazy. 1980. Yeah. What is South the triumph of the will? It's a yeah. Nazi propaganda movie. Oh, that's you right. No, it's like so long, isn't it? Yeah, and there's not a lot of narrative going on. <laughs> isn't it? It's like eight hours. It's like an eight-hour still frame of a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of anti-Semitism. Awesome. So, yeah, The Gods Must Be Crazy from 1980. Why'd you pick this? Um, It's one of my all-time favorite movies for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure we'll get in into it as the episode progresses. Um, yeah, it's a family, probably. A family favorite. One of my mom's favorite movies. We had the VHS copy. Um, mm. I always thought it was kind of weird that this South African movie sort of ended up in our family tradition, but... Beloved, nonetheless. 
Tradition. That's Fiddler on the Roof. If you listen to the podcast... No, I'm kidding. It's not. We didn't do that. If you would have went to the musical in high school... I wish it was a part of my family tradition, because uh, everyone that was a part of mine, you guys are kind of shit on for movies, so... Space chimps and Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, wish but... that I had something you guys would have respected about me. <laughs> we respect your height. Um, but guess what the director <laughs> of Fiddler on the Roof's name is? You'll never guess. Reb Tevia. Andrew Stein. Close is Norman Jewison. What the fuck? I don't know if you were that close. That, you know, I think just because Stein is Jewish, I was close. Yeah, sure. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then we've got the hey. gods must be crazy from 1980. Before we get into it, we're drinking beers. Yep. And today I got us um, a Gruner Brothers Brewing Company from Casper, Wyoming. This one, I was trying to find something Spooky. that had God. Yeah, right? A little bit. Trying to find something that had God or crazy in the title, and I couldn't. But I did find one. That's the the antithesis of it. Yeah, it's, it's the little bitch boy Belgian style. <laughs> it's the devilito. Which is Spanish for... The little devil. Little bitch boy. <laughs> the little bitch boy. <laughs> a little Frito pie ass eating bitch. Well, it's, it's funny because it's Gruner Brothers, which is like clearly a German, German name. Yeah. Spanish beer from, from Casper, Wyoming. From Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. devilito. all the marks for... <laughs> Belgian style ale. I was thinking it was going to be more like a... Belgian white kind of thing, mm. and it's not. <laughs> it's it's close enough though. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's um, Lucas, we're sorry. It's eight point five percent alcohol. We are sorry in advance. I'm gonna try to hold my. Breath. But we did eat a big lunch. <laughs> yeah, we uh, had Chipotle and filled up on carbs. So. Big ass burrito. I had a bunch of coffee. So. Barbacoa, chicken, chicken. I got the pollo asado. Oh, uh, we're out of that in Missoula. They don't do that anymore. Damn! Sad ass. Uh, but yeah, so we got that. It's What's pretty the difference good. Between the chicken and the pollo asado? Uh, the pollo asado is like marinated in like garlic and herbs and uh, jalapeno and like paprika and shit. But they're both just grilled though, right? Yeah, they are both just grilled. One's just, just marinated. It's like a flavored chicken, yeah. So chicken, so grilled chicken and grilled chicken, but one of them's just... Okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Does asado mean grilled? Yeah. So just grilled chicken. It just means grilled chicken. <laughs> I was like, what's the difference between my grilled so chicken and your grilled chicken? So carne asada is grilled steak. Yeah. Or grilled beef. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure. Or roasted or something. I'd have carne to look it up again. meat, yeah. Carne oh, so is just beef. grilled meat? Beef specifically is carne. Is and asada is... Asada, I'm pretty sure, is grilled. So carne asada is like steak. Yeah. That's what you'd say. And carne would just be beef in general. Huh. Okay. Well, See. I'm glad... I'm glad to see. I'm glad we got that sorted out. That was important to yeah. move on here. Really important. Um, Don't get mad at me. You started with the tangents. In their prime, Pollo Asada or Game 6 Jordan? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Vishnu on this one. <laughs> shit. I was going to say Pollo Asada because, you know, the flu game and shit, he got food poisoning. You know, Chipotle could get you out at any point with food poisoning. It's true. But he's best at all food poisoning. He has. So never All mind. of them? All of them. Every one of them. Um, Alright, so our director for The Gods Must Be Crazy is... I, it's pronounced Jamie Ice, I think, after some research. That was curious. Jamie U-Y-S. That's why I didn't want to say it, because Oice. I didn't know. I figured you knew. He's done um, films such as uh, Dardor in the Bosfeld. Can I see that? <laughs> Dardoyer in the in the Boosveld. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's done fifty fifty. 
sounds German. N- not the Joseph Gordon-Levitt Seth Rogen yeah, one. No. Okay. Um, he's done uh, Dingaka. Big, big popular Robot one. Um, All the Way to Paris. Um, the Professor and the Beauty Queen. Lost in the Desert. Um, funny People, one and two. Not, not the, yeah. We're yeah, still getting not, crickets over here, yep. Okay. <laughs> not, not the Adam Sandler. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and he's done The Gods Must Be Crazy 2. He damn right did. Which I and didn't he, know there was a sequel. I believe there are four sequels in total. Um, only one of them is official directed by this director. The rest are Correct. by a Hong Kong outfit. Is Bruce um, Lee in one of them? I don't. Like he could be. He very. He might show up. <laughs> I googled I was, the cast, and he was on the Google. I mean, cast. he was not in this movie. Yeah. That would be the meeting of the minds, right there. <laughs> <It was> a- <laughs> um, I was also going to say about Jamie Ice. He also directed a documentary called "Animals Are Beautiful People." Um, yeah, which oh. is like his only other acclaimed thing because it won the Golden Globe for best documentary in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and you you watched that this week. I watched some excerpts of that as well as uh, "Gods Must Be Crazy" too. Yeah, so this director sort of like cut his teeth um, on these animal documentaries. So, which really comes out in the movie here, but like that's his like craft beforehand. Is he's like a documentarian? That's so interesting. Which makes it yeah, it makes a lot of sense watching the movie now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, it was cool to see people come from different like walks of life to sure. other careers and like using like things you wouldn't think, huh? Would relate like to the strengths. new line of work. Yeah. yeah. Like, you wouldn't think using his documentary skills in a just regular movie would... Movie. Would pay off, <laughs> Thanks. you know? And it's just... I don't know. It's cool to see it retooled like that. Especially with the animal stuff, because I, I imagine, like, he's had just hundreds of hours of being able to get the right footage and set up these shots perfectly that yeah. normal oh, filmmakers yeah. couldn't touch. Yeah. Thinking of jokes to make with the animals, too. Yeah. The whole yeah. time he's recording them, he's like, I can't wait to use this in, like, six years. Exactly. So you've just been prepping all week, Lucas. My whole life, essentially. <laughs> uh, it's been leading to this moment. That was a family classic. Yeah. Tradition. Um, and then our writer today is Jamie Ice. Um, he's written all the same the things. The Iceman. 24, 24 uh, directing works on IMDb, 22 writings. So the ones that I put down, all the same, except he didn't write Funny People 2. Did he write Funny People 1, though? Yes. <laughs> ha- the Happy Madison company took over funny people too mm, right yeah adam sandler wrote it yeah yeah adam sandler wrote it. um and then a cast today i i don't even know how to say the main guy's name i think it, it's pretty impossible to say the closest <laughs> i've been practice is mixow oh shit mixow yeah because it's exclamation N- point n exclamation point x-a-u is the exclamation point supposed to be the, the clicks then that is, is that supposed how you to write signify those? click yeah so it's like mixow that's okay. good. Gotcha. He's, He's been, been working on it he, for years. For, his whole life has been leading to this moment to but say it, that name it, out loud. It is pretty baffling and startling to see a man with an exclamation mark in his <laughs> name. I was yeah, like, besides oh. like Elon Musk kid. So I, I thought <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, how do you even say that kid's name? You don't. I think it's like Beavis or something. But he just wrote it. I think with... they call him like Jimmy or something. Actually, yeah, I think they do call him a regular name, but they spelled it like that because they're assholes. Could you imagine yeah. being that substitute teacher that comes in that day and, like, <laughs> and um, pronouncing it perfectly? You mean the substitute tutor? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's right. As he homeschooled. Substitutor. I, I hardly know her. Good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was writing that down. I thought it was an I at first. I was like, oh, it's Nick's out. And then I looked. I was like, um, 
Um, That's Richard yeah. Nixow. And exclamation point XAU. So he's that. He's the top guy. Then you got Marius Wires. You got Sandra Prinsloo, um, Lou Verway, uh, Michael Tice, uh, Nick Deager, Fanyana H. Sedumo, uh, Joe Sikatsi. Could be Brian, making these up. Brian O'Shaughnessy and Ken Gompu. Yeah, these aren't these aren't actors. A lot of them aren't actors in the traditional sense, and definitely a lot of them aren't in like the Hollywood scene or anything we've ever seen. I I kind of had a I don't know. I had a feeling of that because it seemed like a lot of the audio was dubbed over in post. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was stylistic or if that was because the actors weren't actors. Just there's normal a, people. Yeah, there's a couple. I If you want me to go into it, um, I think. I yes. Yeah, I was listening to something earlier this week on YouTube. I a direct interview with the director. And one of the reasons he did that is so they could easily dub it into every other language. Because this mm. this became like a global sort of hit and not just from south africa so then people yeah. it could be easily dubbed into chinese or easily dubbed into italian or what have you right yeah. i guess i did also kind of wonder if um a lot of the the dubbed over in post was people that were speaking multiple languages in the movie and if this was made in south africa like i know every other country besides the u.s they grow up kind of bilingual you know like everywhere in europe knows english or whatever language yeah they're born into well, so so I don't know if three like, languages. It's like yeah, exactly. their native language, English, and then a third of their choice. So if you make a movie in a country like France, you know, if if somebody's speaking French and English, they don't need any subtitles. They just know both of it. So I didn't know. Maybe it was something like that where they dubbed it for us and in South Africa, they just left it. Yeah. As is. I think but that's I think that's what it is, yeah. Could be that too yeah. then. Okay. Like right. they didn't need the subtitles, but we needed it dubbed because we're for sure. kind of dumb. <laughs> we're, in, we're we're Americans. Okay. I thought you were American. Um, so yeah, mostly made up names for cast and then a plot today. Um, a comic allegory about a traveling bushman who encounters modern civilization and its stranger aspects, including a clumsy scientist and a band of revolutionaries. That, yeah, it's a, a really grand epic adventure. Like, like a space odyssey. It's kind of like, uh, like Pulp Fiction. Where all the stories kind of blend together. Eventually. Yeah, meet at the end, and it is sort of an odyssey of sorts. Yeah, well, everything. <laughs> yeah. So what then we're saying is on. all those things were correct. Yeah. But mostly it's like Mel. A little bit like Mel. There's a lot of Mel in it. So mm-hmm. um, and Mel some, being the god that's gone crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then some history for you guys. Lucas, throw in anything you want, because you know sure. yeah. anything but... This is what I've got. The Gods Must Be Crazy is a 1980 comedy film written, produced, edited, and directed by Jamie Ice, um, an international co-production of South Africa and Botswana. It is the first film in the Gods Must Be Crazy series. The Gods Must Be Crazy was released by Stur Kenoker in South Africa, where it broke box office records, becoming the most financially successful release in the history of South Africa's film industry. Uh, the film was a commercial and critical success in other countries, including the U.S., where it was distributed by 20th Century Fox, with the film's original uh, African dialogue being dubbed in English. Despite its success, the film attracted criticism for its perceived per- uh, perpetuation of racial stereotypes and ignorance of discrimination and apartheid in South Africa. Uh, in the U.S., the film was reportedly picketed by the National Congre- Conference of Black Lawyers and other anti-apartheid groups when it screened at the 68th Street Playhouse in New York City. 
The film was followed later by one official sequel, uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy 2, which was released by Columbia Pictures nine years later in 1989. Which is also <laughs> an excellent film. This is this is the the main like sort of cultural flashpoint nice for this film is is that sort of is it racist what is going on with the depiction sort of and so I think it's interesting the I don't think that the apartheid claim has any sort of merit that it wasn't showing what apartheid was like in South Africa but it's like a com why why on earth would a comedy movie want to show like what apartheid is really like <laughs> sure yeah. That's Some it. people don't understand satire. It is also kind of clear that, like, he's aware of it and just, like, isn't making a big deal out of it because he thinks it's stupid. Like, apartheid's not... Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, all the... he's like, there is this apartheid. Now watch this guy fall over a table. But yeah. It, it's like a straight <laughs> comedy. this out. This is, like, as straight a comedy as you can get. And, like, for, like, an American comedy, I don't know, like, something about Mary, if they just start talking about 9-11 and make that a giant point in the movie halfway through, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to... Ta- I don't think a movie necessarily has to tackle the the racial climate that it's in the racial sure, revolutionary no, I, climate yeah i don't think it has to either well, i think it's great if you want to do that and make a, a yeah. poignant film about those things but like if you're not doing it i don't think you should be criticized for not talking about it like our world's on fire right now like yeah let me have some fun exactly <laughs> i'm just like not every not every movie and tv show had to talk about the covid pandemic some of them did a lot Most of, them, of them didn't a yeah. lot of them do that just and then a lot I of them, for it sucks purposes. when they talk about them, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch it's a movie really... where everyone's wearing masks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, and It we, feels like, like a money grab a lot of the time, too. I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of people didn't realize that this may have been a comedy. Some people might have taken it really seriously. But Seth and I noticed very early on that this is very derivative of, like, 1930s comedy, like silent film, Charlie Chaplin kind of things, with the sped-up frame rates and scenes yeah. and the quirky music, so. It is it is heavy on the slapstick for yeah. the comedic oh, parts of sure. it. Um, I, uh, I'll just, like, the other point there. That I think that the other point of might have some merit where, like, in this movie, the, the Bushman sand people were sort of depicted as never having seen outside world or experienced anything, and that was sort of not true at the time, from my understanding, that they had they had been like integrated into society and were instead like living in abject poverty. So that was like a little, okay. a little gotcha. dicey, but it's also, I could see that from what I know about the director. Um, he was like a documentarium about them in the fifties before any of this. So that he kind of just fell in love with the tribe and kept that okay. idea in the back of his head. And as they sort of evolved, he sort of kept that. That's older good. idea could... of them. I could see people protesting his ignorance of that kind of thing when he like he's depicted them as kind of these carefree individuals living away from society when in reality mm-hmm. they've been kind of they've been maligned. I, I guess like yeah. you said, integrated. They've been adu- abducted into sure. What does the, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I could see if, they, if if that's a, a thank you. There that you is go. the exact yep. word. But yeah, if that's what's happened and he's kind of willfully ignoring that, I could see. I still don't have a problem with it, but I could see yeah where the protest would be coming from there. That, yeah, that's that that I I can see some some points in that, but I also can defend against. That's probably it, yeah. the like apartheid they're talking about mm-hmm. is not assimilating properly. Yeah, there, you could as far as like the like never seen modern civilization. The ones that you should really use are like some of those like Amazonian tribes that have literally never seen human beings or like oh and like eat people. Like some of those reporters that have just been like yeah, murdered. the reporters that try and like sneak their way in there and then they get shot by an arrow think, and eaten. Yeah, well, trying to be all goofy. That was like the sand tribe up until like 1970 ish. So oh, okay. I think there was that existence and then they kind of got that Jam- ripped apart Damn, from Jamie them. Ice was just mm-hmm. in there filming a documentary being shot at by arrows. Yeah, he's scared, though. <laughs> this, this man's the a ice hero. Man. He's the got ice, ice man. in his veins. Love the ice uh, man. 
So yeah, that's my history. Anything else you want to add? Anything else Um, you know? No, I'll throw some stuff in the cat facts, I think, but... Cat. Um, It's budget time. Nice. Yeah, it's super nice. If you do in the books on Lucas's birthday, (laughs) let's play a game. Um, Shit, what... (laughs) What's the word for guap that rhymes with birthday? <laughs> if you do in the book, Lucas's birthday. Let's play a game called Guess That Payday. All right, that's good enough. Yeah, um, could budget. make workday work. <laughs> budget. What are we thinking today? I think I know, so Seth can go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you for tilting that away. Uh. When you were looking at the names, too, I was trying to scroll down to hide it. Oh, gotcha. I really am just you looking bitch. at I'm curious. I'm Frito not trying pie to cheat ass-eating bitch. <laughs> Lucas, what do you think about that insult? Calling somebody a Frito pie ass-eating bitch. I like Frito pies. What the hell's wrong we, with that? Yeah, yeah we, we I all said the too. same thing, but he his argument was that, like, if that's your main personality, like, like if that's yeah, your you character trait, pie, that's how like, people <laughs> know you. Oh, that's the Frito pie eating guy. Like, <laughs> well, if, you can kind of my, see him in your head. If that's my whole identity, then I'd probably be wearing that proudly. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, well, that's the budget, though. <laughs> yeah, how many Frito pies do you think this cut? <laughs> um, I'm going to say 700000 Okay. 700K. What money do they use in South Africa? I don't remember. Yeah? Uh, no. That's Japanese, isn't it? <laughs> I know, yeah. I, um, I, I know that that is not. I think it's marks or something, like South African 100 marks. million yen, because that translates to like $200,000 or something. So we're going to say 700K. Okay. We'll just do it in dollars, how about? Okay. That'll sure. be easier. Lucas, what do you... From, from anywhere I've seen, it's 3 to $5 million. Yes. Damn. So I got $5 million on here. Um, the, quite actually decent for that's, that's a South a... African film. Yeah. Yeah, from like a, and it's sort of like from a director who's not like a giant international director by all accounts. Yeah. Um, I believe that the South African government did help fund part of the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's sounding more and more like propaganda. <laughs> I don't, I don't have an opening weekend for you, but how much do we think this made in the U.S. and Canada? Do you know these ones, Lucas? I think I do. I'll let Seth go, though. Okay. So it's all you, man. Man, I'm... I'm gonna say... Just yeah. in the US. I'm gonna say, I don't know, one million. Okay, I don't Lucas? know. I feel like this movie didn't do so well at first. It was getting protested. I, I, this might be wrong, but for some reason, the number 60 million jumps out to me for US and Canada. So I couldn't find a finite number, so for this <laughs> and worldwide, I have a range... Yeah, I know the worldwide total range, I believe. Yeah, so US and Canada, I found anywhere between 30 and 60 million. Okay, yeah. total. Uh, different sites had different things. So Wikipedia had some, some random like Google pages that were like uh, budget ones had some. Uh, IMDb had different ones. So I just put a range of 30 to 60 million though. And it makes it At- even more interesting because it wasn't released in America until 1984, four years exactly. after the South American date. Ew, so it still pulled in $60 million four years after not, it came Not out. South American date. South Africa, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide coming 305. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, 150? 150 million? Sure. Okay. Why not? 
Am I am I right in that it's two hundred million? Yeah, so that's what I found most commonly. I found one number that said as low as thirty four million, oh, but that, that can't silly. be right. Most most of what I found was ninety to two hundred million. Yeah, but a lot I found of two hundred million dollars. That's what I've I've found in two. I remember. So, huge returns honestly yeah, for a Jamie massive Ice. hit that's a crazy success level for 1980s that's a four thousand forty thousand percent increase <laughs> i like and, those numbers and it, it does go to show that the the dubbing strategy may have worked because outside of south africa it made hundreds of millions of dollars to all sorts exactly. of global communities yeah buku bucks um yeah so great great budget low budget great worldwide hit um, and now it's tagline time. Oh Tag shit! Time. Oh, Tag, shit. you're it. Ta- Brandon, I. Line, what you're have it. I done? My screen Tag went line, black. You're it. Take me to your leader by Incubus. <laughs> what the fuck did I do? I don't know. Incubus song in parentheses. <laughs> the stealth episode. That's from stealth. The stealth episode. Oh, the other night, um, last night, Marina and I were watching that new Hulu show, uh, The Bear. Yeah, I've heard that's the amazing. Yeah, it, we've only gotten through two episodes. It's been really good so far. But in the credits, I saw the name uh, Eben Mossbachrach. And I was like, <laughs> I remember that name. I remember that name. So I started like Googling and like searching. I was like, this man was in stealth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bachrach. Do you, you want to say what, the other news I found out about stealth? Yeah. Yes. That the director raped his daughter and was probably a oh. sexual predator. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. We're for- sorry. I forgot that was We're the sorry. news. I I don't want to make that. You did sound too excited. Apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, scary. I feel like it's not like we did it, but no. I feel like we talked about the movie and didn't talk about that. It's like, and we should have brought that to light. Yeah, we that talk about Weinstein every time he comes. Joel up. Cohen. No, um, Rob Cohen. It wasn't. Rob Cohen, yeah, Rob Cohen. He was the third Cohen. On yeah, that same yeah. note, Harvey Weinstein is the Weinstein is the producer I've seen the most films of, of any producer. Yep. It does make sense. He does yeah, it does. he he, he, yeah. he makes a lot of what hits. What can I say? <laughs> Man makes a good movie. <laughs> Terrible human being. Great yes. producer. Right, right. World is better off without him. Kind of. And his movies Yay. probably. <laughs> All right, tagline time. Tagline time. If you're doing the tagline. Alright, uh... You better not tagline. So let's play a game called Guess That Tagline. Kind First of one. <laughs> paradoxical Sorry, go instruction. Go ahead. <laughs> Can you guess the tagline you're reading out? You like? better not tagline. <laughs> better not. If you're doing the taglines, you better not do it. But let's let's play a game where we guess it anyway. So this is a strange place I found myself. Uh, uh, all right, first one. The critics are raving, the natives are restless, and the laughter, it's nonstop. Ooh, I don't like the natives are restless. I don't like the natives part. <laughs> I don't either. I think there's a better way to say it, but at the time, probably not the worst tagline. Maybe. At last, a comedy everyone can laugh with. Yeah, I'm so tired of comedies being pointed at very specific groups of people and not yeah. being like generally accepted. <laughs> this this comedy's straight dedicated straight to babushka. Uh, so did you copy and paste all these? Like, why is this one surrounded by hyphens? Yeah, I copy and paste it. All right, hyphen a sly comedy from Africa. Closing hyphen. <laughs> uh, and the last one. It's primitive. It's poignant. It's perturbing, but it will make you laugh, cheer, and shout. 
I like that one. I, that one's my favorite. I wish that I, one's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Seth. No, you're good. Go ahead. I just wish one of the taglines had something to do with the plot of the movie. That's just a, one of them. That is always my gripe with all these taglines. <laughs> or at least had like gods in the title or something. Anything. The the last one Besides I don't like because it racism. seems. <laughs> the last one seems backward because it's primitive, poignant, and perturbing, and it's like, yeah, but you'll laugh, cheer, and shout. It seems like it's in like descending order of excitement to me. I You're guess right. it's just because it, right. it's written in all caps on here as well. Yeah. So. I well, let me tell you this. I don't like the first with the natives are restless. I don't like the second with a comedy everyone can laugh with because right. you can't not like most comedies. Yeah. A sly, a sly comedy, comedy from, from Africa? I it's guess not it's sly at all, because it's very in-your-face. Yeah, it's slapstick. <laughs> so I guess it's the fourth one. I like the first one besides The Natives of Restless. Sure. I think that one's got a good pacing for a tagline, but yeah. the middle of it is just bad anymore. <laughs> Forty years later did not age all that well. The not middle that, is like, the it's like, it's like Har- Harvey Weinstein film, Harvey Weinstein personal life, Harvey Weinstein film. I'm glad Mr. Weinstein's getting go. a lot of play this week. <laughs> Shouldn't have brought him up. We're, we're, we're that was sh- my fault. We're shitting on him in the end, but yeah, that's yeah, true. We're also <laughs> kind of justifying his existence at the same time. Well, you were. <laughs> I was. Yeah, you were, you were like, I don't know. I didn't say you did good work. Off. Yeah, we should probably condemn and Let's move, move on. on. Yeah, c- condemn, condemn, condemn. Condemned. All the taglines are great. Moving on. <laughs> so we're going to move into some... Movie. Nope. Some God facts. We could do God facts. We could do crazy facts. <laughs> I was we could do God facts. Sans facts. Sand facts. That's their tribe. Bushman Sand facts. facts. We could do Bushman facts. Bushman sounds. The facts I keep thinking must of Bush be crazy. Baby from 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, that's so good. That's, that's it. That's obviously it. <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> it. Easily, <laughs> it. for sure. The facts must be crazy. Time. Cats facts. That morning, he saw the ugliest person he'd ever come across. She was as pale as something that had crawled out of a rotting log. Her hair was quite gruesome, long and stringy, and white as if she was very old. She was very big. You'd have to dig the whole day to find enough food to feed her. Go away. Although it was a hot day, she was covering her body with skins that looked as if they were made from cobwebs. She was doing strange and magical things, and it struck him that she must be one of the gods, and he wondered what she was doing down here on Earth. But he was glad he'd met her, because now he could give the evil thing back to her and go home to his family. So he said tactfully that he didn't need the thing anymore and she could have it back. But she was very rude and she walked away. That's a bushman. How did he get here? I don't know. He's very rude. You're getting good at this, huh? I'm fucking getting it, man. The facts must be crazy was excellent, Lucas. It's hard to learn when I'm drunk every time I do this. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm, I'm a fifth of my like mental capacity. I've... I've realized now that we should have been being more creative with these all along. Like 2001, a fax odyssey, that's way better than Halifax. Well, we always come up with really good ones, but Brandon's the one that's like keeping it concise. Like Brandon's the man that's been keeping these down. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is the man. We did, I hinder our creativity. You got to stick you, it to the man. You do a little bit because we'll come up with like... Stick it to the facts. Monkey facts <laughs> was awesome. 
Yeah, fiddly d fiddly facts. Fiddly d fiddly yeah, facts. Fiddly Anything facts, outside yeah. of the I, I paradigm. I will take it back. Monkey facts was not awesome. It was so good. And Lucas <laughs> has brought it up a couple episodes after, subsequently, and it's been great references. I get a kick out of it. <laughs> the enemy and we get a kick out of it because has of become a just a part of your identity now. Even yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we must say Lucas has had this letterbox for forever, documenting films, all the ones that we've watched in separate films. Seth and I have joined in now. Yeah, yes. I wanted to follow Luca. He was so excited about his one follower, I wanted to like go make his day again and be another follower. <laughs> yes, I have three but now. I made two, it too obvious yeah. it was me. Two of them were us. So we've got Seth here as the enemy of movies. Yeah. Uh, only reviewed Mel and Space oh, he's, up to, he's up to nine now, I saw. Oh. I did. I went, on, uh, I went on the app earlier and it was like, would you like to look at these popular movies, see if you've seen them? Sure. That is like hit like on a bunch of movies. Have you wrote written any like actual reviews or do you just give it stars? I've just given them stars. Oh, okay. I haven't written anything. I haven't done any reviews yet, but I started it up as Raisin Branded twenty five, so we'll get some stuff going on there. Yeah, everyone get letterboxed and follow us on Letterboxd. We can yeah. you can engage with the movie community that is the good, the bad, the movies that way. The That's movies. excellent. God, we could have just made a letterbox for the good, the bad, and the movies. We can still do that. I, I have yeah. two emails. Yeah. I've you got have like what? 60 I have two emails. emails. I can still run our Twitter account if we ever do that. <laughs> All right. So, um, the facts must be crazy time. The first one is that this the film ran for 532 consecutive days at the Oaks Theaters in Cupertino, California, setting a record <laughs> for the longest uninterrupted run of any movie in Northern California. It was pulled only because the film reels fell into disrepair and a large section of them caught fire. Isn't Cupertino the hub of Silicon Valley now? Maybe. That sounds right. Uh, after such a long run, replacing the wheels was just too expensive to do it. Additionally, the film ran continuously for 1,467 consecutive screenings, which was almost two and a half years, at the Crystal Cinema in Brisbane, Australia. In Billings. And I believe both of these, these theaters only showed this movie during that time. As well, They didn't like show other movies. They just showed oh, The Gods shit. Must Be Crazy over and over and over and over and over. So which is a single... Wow. Which is, like, insane to think about. That is... People are like, yeah, we heard about this new Star Wars Empire Strikes Back movie. Let's keep the gods must be crazy going. I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around it. So, is is 1,400 showings, like, 1,400 days in a row? Or is it just back to back to back to back? Correct. And also, is the the theater, like, one fucking room? Or do they have... Is it, like, Shiloh 14? There's 14 consecutively? I I think it's sort of like the Roxy, where they might have two screens, and they're always just doing the gods must be crazy. Okay, and they're playing back to back from open to close. So it's not 1,400 days, but it is still probably a couple months. Well, the 1,467 screenings was two and a half years. Jeez, at that one. The other one was 532 days at the California one, so a year and a half. Damn, okay. Yeah, big big money moves. Big money. Um, Next one is that according to... uh, According to the director, Jamie Ice... uh, Iceman... I don't. Axel? Lucas. Axel. Axel would be flown back to his home in the Kalahari Desert every three or four weeks to prevent him from suffering from culture shock. During his time in the urban areas, he learned to smoke and acquired an affinity for liquor and sake. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's an important thing that he did, though, because he's, he's so good, first off, and he's so. 
different than every other actor and character in the movie that he definitely retains that sort of novelty of, of being a sand tribesman. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of sake, I went to Umi Steakhouse, the hibachi place last night. Mm. And um, just as a celebratory for passing my boards um, with my Congrats. parents. Hey. And they at this place, they give you free sake. And they just, yeah, he just holds a bottle and squirts it from your mouth from the, the grill. You're at the hibachi grill, you said? Huh? You're at the hibachi grill, yeah. you said? Oh, hell yeah. And so they they just go, saki, saki, and just spray until you cut them off. Yeah. But, like, I can swallow while my mouth is open, like, just drink with my mouth open, just continuously going. Yeah. So I drank, like, half the bottle, and finally I'm like, all right, we're good. And he was like, my man. <laughs> he gave me, like, a high five. And he's like, you know what? This bottle's for you, and just sat it down for me. So I, I had, like, did, a whole bottle of sake myself. I did that, like, a week after I turned 21, and I I was, so, I was super excited to do it, because I'd seen it my whole life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now it's my chance. Finally, I'm old enough to do this. And it's and warm it wine. It starts going, and I was like, how do I tell him to stop without, like, I was too oh, dumb oh, to do, like, the neck, yeah. movement, you know, hand across the neck, like, quit it. So I just tried to tell him, and I choked <laughs> on he, it. And, it's like, either, like, the myself. hand across the neck or, like, okay, okay, like the... Yeah, no, I just tried to talk to him with a mouthful of warm sake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um yeah so sal was actually like a he wasn't an actor he was a genuine like oh he was a bushman i think bushman's yeah. offensive maybe i shouldn't say that he was a sand it yeah. does it feels like it would be he was from the sand tribe he he was that reminds me of bush baby yeah <laughs> all right next uh jamie ice said that he paid Xau. $300 for his first 10 days of work. But that re- that money was reportedly blown away by the wind. <laughs> um, Nick Zhao was then compensated with 12... Um, a herd of 12 cattle. In 1985, Jimmy I stated that he had sent Nick Zhao $100 a month since filming, which he used at a trading store 60 miles away from his hunting ground. Uh, I also stated that a $20,000 like trust fund account in uh, Ixau's name had been established. And I also believe he negotiated to be paid $500,000 for the sequel as well. So Nice. Oh, he was in the sequel. Oh, he's a, he, is, he is the sequel. Ixau. Is, is any, any of the other characters in the sequel? Um, I think just uh, the, Bush, the Bushmen remain, or the Sand People okay. remain. Not, yeah, the, not Stain. Does the glass bottle come back? No, it's a whole different thing. All right. Uh, next one. While working 14 to 18 hour days for months on end, and with no days off, director Jamie Ice suffered a heart attack during the post-production process. Ew. An assistant editor from Hollywood was hired to assist him Probably while he recuperated. Huh? <laughs> Probably all that ice in his veins. Yeah, nice. ice, man. 18 hour Plotted. days is for months on end. Pretty insane. In the, in the fucking Botswana sun? In the Kalahari. Yeah, Oh, god damn. I'd probably have a heart attack as, like, a young, fairly in shape guy. Yeah. Vir- viral man. Viral, thank you. <laughs> um, next one. Due to Much an better. informal international embargo against South Africa, the film was released as a Botswana film, despite having a South African director and being financed with South African government funds. There, there we go. go. Yep. Nice. So, yeah, I think that was to yeah avoid the apartheid thing. Look at this fun little Botswana movie coming out. Yeah. Check this out. This is super silly. This is scary. <laughs> um, next. According to the Film Resources Unit, none of the Kojin people, so that maybe is a term. Or, I can Google it real quickly, Irene. Um, Kojin people who appeared in the film ever received any royalties for the movie? No, probably just the Sand Tribe, yeah. 
Yeah. K-O-I-S-A-N? K-H-O-I-S-A-N. You were close. Okay. Um, For shame. The next one. Oh, here's the Incubus thing that you clicked on, apparently. My next fact is that the video for the song Take Me to Your Leader by American rock band Incubus pays homage to the film. Oh, oh. there you go. Not even a stealth so Incubus reference. Is- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a stealth reference, too. Incubus just came back up in a different movie somehow. Yeah. Incubus are fans. Awesome. I- Incubus is a mainstay, really, <laughs> in this podcast. What do you find for... Koi- the Khoisan were the first inhabitants in southern Africa and one of the earliest distinct groups of Homo sapiens, enduring centuries of gradual dispossession at the hands of every new wave of settlers, including the Bantu, whose descendants make up most of South Africa's black population today. So they were... Okay, got it. They're kind of like it. the first people they're being referred yeah. to here, then. They're the aboriginals being pushed out and, like, put on reservations, basically. Yeah. Okay, next one. Well, now I'm just sad. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. Yeah. Next one. In an interview for the New York Times in 1985, director Jamie I said that this film has no message at all. However, he did choose the Coca-Cola bottle to represent, in quotes, our <laughs> plastic society. Although <laughs> Sounds it was like a, a glass message. bottle. That's what I was just going to say. There's no message, but there were a couple things in there that were- That had messages. Supposed to speak to the people. Yeah. I took some- Lessons out of it, I think. Sure. Oh, there's definitely a couple underlying ones. Uh, penultimate. The facts must penultimate be crazy. Punch. Good word. Um, another heart. <laughs> that was really good. You said that last time too. Yeah, it's just still just. It's just as funny. Yeah. Did you not say it last time? I think I stole I think it from Brandon. I think I've oh, said it before. I think you. Act, I think you'd said penultimate, and then you said punch because you were talking about something else entirely. Hot Rod really yeah. episode. Yeah. So. It yeah, out. came together, and it's just a good reference. <laughs> um, this is another heart attack fact, apparently. Oh my One God. man supposedly died from a heart attack whilst laughing during a screening <laughs> at a Scandinavian cinema in the early 1980s. And putting what, everything back on the table. What great marketing that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the when somebody dies at a horror film. Yeah, and it's just like a That's 95-year-old <laughs> man who died of natural <laughs> he <was> causes. Gonna, <laughs> he was going to die anyway. <laughs> It was just his time. <laughs> we have to be watching the Blair so Witch scary. Project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like they could put it too, like, like ironically and unironically. Like this movie, so this movie will kill you. It's so funny. It's <laughs> somebody. What's a really boring movie? Somebody could die at. Sea biscuit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> they it. Use that in their marketing. Somebody <laughs> died at the at the wa- the premiere of Sea Biscuit. You have to see this thrill ride. Sea <laughs> Biscuit is the the movie. Scary War Horse. Yeah, any horse based movie really. Well, Racing stripes. I don't take any War Horse defamation here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just don't like horse, horses in general. They sent the horse to war. That's hilarious. Oh, is it is it Sea Biscuit or is it Secretary? That's the most dominant athlete of all time. Secretariat. Yeah. Yeah. Seabiscuit was you guys, like an underdog. Uh, you guys ever watch Brothers Grimm? No. Nope. It was like a... It was Matt Damon and um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. And they did like... You know how you know Cinderella, a lot of those kids' tales are from the Brothers Grimm in Germany? Yeah. They did like a retelling of that where they're the brothers living through all these. And a horse like eats a kid. And I was eight, <laughs> nine years old at the time. And it, it he just like swallowed a kid whole and ran off. So and now you like, hate horses. I fucking hate horses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a, I like horses. I'm a, what do you call it? Ex- You're going to watch that. Equal- Equestrian? Yeah. No, I'm not. Egalitarian? I'm just an admirer of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my last, the facts must be crazy, is our nominations fact. Um, 
Three nominations, two wins. We'll start with the nominations. The first one is at the Caesar Awards. Caesar boy. Caesar boy. Um, at in France, the Caesar Awards. It won, or it was nominated for best foreign film. Um, at the L.A. Film Critics Association Awards, it was also nominated for best foreign film. And at the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, it was nominated for worst picture. Those bastards. Those stinkers. Those stinkers. And then wins at the uh, Montreal World Film Festival. It won the most popular film of the festival. And then at the Young Artist Awards for Jamie Ice, it won Best Foreign Film. At <laughs> the Young Artist Awards. He, he was like 75 when he made this. <laughs> He's super young. Best New Artist. Um, just the, Young at Heart Awards. Digging through my brain of my own... Uh, got, the facts must be crazy. Psyche. The only other interesting one I can think of right now is that the the character of Stain, how he was so awkward around women and everything. Apparently, mm-hmm. that was based on the director's own life. He was very bad with women. Oh, um, fun! Yeah. Like Five Hundred Days of Summer. Maybe not that bad. Stain was real bad. Oh, I was just saying the way the director projects projects into his a main own character. Yeah. 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 All right, that's the end of my facts. Must be crazy. Which means we can get into the movie. 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 That's is that your favorite? Is that your favorite part? Is just saying movie. <laughs> I think it like might the be. let's get into the movie <laughs> with the, the the film reel and then the Cole Kidman stuff. Is it's that the kinda, best part? I kind of look forward to it, and now it's just gonna be downhill. I'm gonna lose energy. <laughs> we've we've reached the the peak, and now I'm rolling. <laughs> we reached we reached the peak with Nicole Kidman in the UFC ring. Like that I don't was think, pretty good. <laughs> don't don't think, limit yourself, though. We can top it. Well, we yeah, are, we, we can totally always can. top it. It's got to be natural. Obviously. Human beings don't have limits. We have mountains to climb and peaks to break and nicole is gonna be the one to climb (laughs) (laughs) see we did it she's gonna break these peaks so fucking hard (laughs) i really hope that like my headcanon nicole kidman is she's fucking insane (laughs) she's the most (laughs) rational person i can't wait for us to do a movie movie Movie. where nicole kidman is in it (laughs) and we're gonna lose our minds when we announce her in the cast That will be amazing. Wait, I'm going to find something. We got to find like a really weird movie where she's in it and the whole time. And Nicole Kidman, man. Right. <laughs> watch it, watch it, watch it. We, we should just write that movie and call it Good Day, Mate. Starring Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And it's just, it's us taking turns wearing a Nicole Kidman wig. <laughs> we all play the part of her. <laughs> sometimes she needs to be tall. Sometimes she needs to be Yeah, every now and then you're like... Tall or Brandon? <laughs> Those are our <laughs> two genders. Uh, and all she's doing is like drinking Fosters and <laughs> running around saying a dingo ate her baby. <laughs> she eats so much shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> that's what it should be. Is like I I'll take the lead, and then you guys are my stunt doubles that eat the shrimp and the Barbie because I don't eat seafood. Uh, okay, you don't eat seafood. No, I don't like seafood. He mm. used to work at Red Lobster. That's why I quit, actually. Because they kept trying to force-feed me the shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, that, that would be an amazing thing, though. Nicole Kidman and good day, mate. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's basically time. Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, the whole time it's just her eating shrimp on the Barbie and drinking a nice cold Coca-Cola. I could do that. A Foster's. Because you don't like seafood. Except, yeah. Foster's. What is Foster's? It's Australian for Sus- beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like their Bud Light. It's like Australian Fosters. domestics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Movie. Oh, movie. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Movie. Uh, 
Good day. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> Movies are a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> turn your damn phones on. Turn your turn your fucking phone off. Frito pie ass eating bitch. <laughs> um. So, my first note is uh, Pikachu's vacation. Yeah. Because we had to watch it. You so I didn't know where to find this movie. It took a while to find. Lucas it. sent us three different links from uh, one, two, three movies. From BillyBilly.com. Yep. And I can't remember the third. BillyBilly. We we ended up getting it on BillyBilly.com, which is a Chinese site. Okay. But um, when I opened Xbox's Microsoft Edge app to look it up, it popped up with the Vimeo Pikachu's Vacation that we watched it on. (laughs) So we we listened to the song again. Vacation's where I want to be. Sort of a vacation in Africa. I'm not going to continue. We got to get into the movie. Movie. It is a vacation in Africa. So, um, <laughs> my first note here was like a crazy zoom from just Earth to deer. Yeah, it was a wild. It was a sort of. It was. I was going to wild transition because basically them zooming into a map and then a sharp, very fast cut, so you don't notice it's gone to like <laughs> animation live to live action. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. I don't even know if it was live action. It could have just been a paper map they were zooming into really hard. Sure. It's beautiful. It was like colored. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked it, honestly. But right they, away. In the movie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, right away, it's like lampooning the nature documentary style that Ice has cut his teeth on. It's like, welcome to the Kalahari. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of animal shots, a lot of nature shots, a lot of shaky cam. You got to. to get Not like cam. overly shaky, just unsteady. What did you say? You got, you got to have some shake to get that close. Yeah. And uh, it made me a little motion sick at first, but then I got used to it. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, I was like, whoa. Um, but um, right, I'm gonna take my shirt off. Okay. Damn, it's I'm sweating. Sure, go ahead. Get- that's your podcast shirt. You could drop. Know. You could it's drop the paradise still, but I have to. Like I'm, I'm gonna ruin the shirt. <laughs> it's drenched right now. You could drop the Paradise Hotel. <laughs> I'm gonna, drop I might ruin there. your chair it's now. Hot in here. Take off all your clothes. All right. Paradise. No, yeah, sorry, Lucas. We can turn the monitor the off Nelly if drop. you need. <laughs> It's just Nelly actually <laughs> so hot, being very hot. <laughs> so hot. Having like yeah. a heat stroke. This is literally a fire around him. <laughs> um, but these beautiful landscapes eventually are all abandoned from all animals during the dry season, except for the bush people. The bushmen. Yeah, they and they the are bushmen. they're the ones who are the geniuses of the world and of the movie because they know how to how to get drops of water and to hydrate themselves in the driest place on earth. Yeah, my note here is very documentary-esque, teaching me how to find water in this area. None of the animals could, but they're digging up some roots, they're finding dew on leaves. Even a they're... plume of grass can be a reservoir. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's just like licking a weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a weed? <laughs> my note here is that the kids are so adorable. It's just unbelievable. They are cute. And they're just yeah. so non-actory you know like actor kids in like america and you're just like oh shut the fuck up and they're just it is documentary style like i love them yeah yeah fuck I, you jt austin yeah who? from wizards of waverly place 
<laughs> you remember that review from New Year's Eve where it was like, Jake oh my god, Jake T. Austin, I love him so much. Oh, I <laughs> XO, love XO. Jake T. Austin. XOXO. So this, this girl wrote a review and just going nuts for Jake T. Austin. Was it the little bluebird? It wasn't her. <laughs> the Some, little songbird? I know, but it's a joke that I don't know the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> these... Uh, Supposedly, the Bushmen believe that nothing on Earth is bad or evil, and the gods place everything on Earth for a reason. Yeah, every, everything is good. Um, they don't have... It's sort of like the John Lennon song. They don't have religion. Well, I guess they have gods, but they don't have possessions or ownership or... Imagine. Any, yes. any conflict it, at all. It was also that nothing was good or evil, though. There's yeah. no good or bad, including this snake. Just don't touch the sharp end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you... <laughs> The the beginning is like a lot of exposition, like building up just na- English narration. Like we're learning game, uh, learning of the games that the Bushmen play. Um, they don't even know other civilization. They think like the planes are God's farts and whatnot. We're learning about their hunting techniques. Airplanes, not like planes as in. Yes, airplanes. Sorry. Uh, yeah. We're learning their hunting techniques where they the great dip planes are God's farts. <laughs> That's what I, well, I, I heard yeah. great planes That's at first, so yeah. Um, they dip like little arrows into some tranquilizer serum that they have, shoot their prey and wait them for them to fall asleep and. They're, you know, they're respectfully, a, of course. They're beautiful people. Yeah. Um, and then 600 miles south, we get a booming city with, in quotes, the civilized man. And this is continued, yes. and I like this, this is continued sort of in the documentary style where, like, we're documenting what people are like here, because he's like, uh, when the clock says 800, everyone has to pretend to look busy. Exactly. 730, we've got to move in our vehicles to work. Move! We have to detach from the domestic life and readapt ourselves into the It was the a lot of an adaptation, life. readaptation of the civil man's life. Good motif. Yep. And so then you cut to, a f- finally after maybe 15 minutes or so, you get a man flying a plane, drinking a Coke in his plane, just tosses the fucking bottle out the cockpit window. Yeah, does anybody, has anybody ever been on a, like, a biplane before? Do they just have little, little <laughs> windows? I think so. They can, like, that's my rap name, like a trucker. little window. Little window? I think so, little Cessnas can do stuff like that. Okay, I wasn't sure. Little I was, Cessna? I know they don't go as fast as, like, commercial planes, so they can have And they go much lower, like too, that. yeah, so I don't think the atmosphere yeah. is... You know when you go, like, above... There's not a big pressure difference You know when, there, yeah, so when you go above 45 miles an hour... In your car, and you roll down one window, and you get the ear reverb from the wind. If it's the back window, car? yeah, yeah. Could you imagine the fucking plane going six hundred miles an hour, and you just get that? Oh, ear drum rupturing. Yeah, pressure. Your 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 hearing is gone. Movie. I thought Movie. I had. Something. He's yeah. just he's just a littering <laughs> bastard. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He just throws his fucking glass Coke bottle out the window, and the Bushmen end up finding the bottle and the believes the gods have sent it down for them. It's a message. It's a gift. It's a tool. Yeah, it's a gift. And this is, like, I think probably the best part of the whole movie, which is kind of a bummer that it comes so early in the movie, I guess, but it's just, it's movie magic. They're using all sorts, they're using it for all sorts of stuff there. It's harder than than uh, bone or whatever they were using, so they're smashing stuff with it, they're using it to cure hides. It's a great and beautiful gift. They're making music with it. You mean making music? They're they're uh, Cable gets like his finger out stuck. The, yeah, snake skin with it. They're they're rounding that out, or lengthening it, or smoothing it, or something. Mm. Yeah, it's a very resourceful bottle. It's very useful in the 
the tribe and new emotions such as anger, jealousy, hate, and violence have evolved yeah. around the resourcefulness of the Coke bottle. It's because they want to take it. Yeah, the gods were absent-minded and only sent one thing for the whole tribe. And they all need it. They can't share for the first time. Yeah. So eventually, people get hurt over the bottle and they bury it because the gods won't take it back. But in the middle of the night, a hyena smells blood on it because it did hit somebody in the head. Yeah, um, smells, well, because uh, Key—it's uh, either Key or Z. I'll call him Key, the main, the main bushman. He's like, take, it, he's like, yeah. take it back, and he throws the bottle up into the sky like the gods are just going to grab yeah. it. So funny, and it just it hits his daughter on the head and goes bonk, <laughs> smashes her. So that, and somebody else had intentionally smacked another. Yeah, person somebody over else did hit somebody over the head. Little bonk. Yeah. So it's got some blood on it. Hyena Bonk. digs it up, but drops it for everyone to find after a like a wild boar chases it away. Good animal shots. How'd they get that? Good animal. Good animal. Because that was they were real hyenas and boars. How do they get uh how they get it to pick it up and chase it off and brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. I I always wonder the same thing in movies and my movies. answer movies. And my answer in my head is always, like, they just slather it in steak juice or something, you know? Something that's, like, irresistible to carnivores like that, where they have to pick it up yeah. and fuck with it. And the, the, the hyena's like, I'm not really a big fan of seafood. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, turns his nose up at He's it. like, shrimp, really? <laughs> they just CGI'd the bottle into his mouth. Could have been. Yeah. But I would like to think that they trained this hyena or something. They got it real good. And um, They paid him. One guy decides that tomorrow, this is key, um, after everyone's found it, that he's going to take the bottle to the end of the earth and throw it off the edge. They don't want this evil within their tribe anymore. Yeah, because not only has it, like, gave them jealousy and anger, it also threw them into, like, an existential turmoil with their, with the relationship to the gods, because they're like, do the gods love us? What did they do wrong? It's, it's really funny that just this, to me, that this uh, glass bottle has now upended the entire lives and philosophy of this tribe. Sure. And um, 2,000 miles north, um, you get some men flying in on some jeeps up to a government building. One man gets yeeted from the jeep. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're, <laughs> they're Tokyo drifting in and the one guy's not holding on tight enough <laughs> and he just flies over the edge. I was wondering if that Hilarious. was scripted or not. I don't think it was. I think he got thrown from the vehicle. It's hard to tell with something like this that's so much physical comedy. Yeah. And it's all sped up frame rate as yeah. well. Yeah, that's. I guess that's another behind the scenes is they shot it purposefully slow when they did it, when they were like doing the actual camera. So they're when they're turning it, they're under turning it. Um, and so when they played at normal speed, then the that stuff is faster, which is kind oh, of interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that's a pretty it's a yeah. odd technique. And um, those people that pulled up in the jeep and whatnot, they come into this government building and are just shooting it up. Like some giant wars going on. This is our like apartheid <laughs> thing. No, did you guys see when when they first come in? They put the guns in the door, and then the door swings open and immediately <laughs> yeah. shuts back they on get stuck. <laughs> There's like it's one sw- barrel sticking through the crack in the two doors. It's so- I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> it was super funny. Yeah, um, they're like, we can't reshoot that. That might have been a bit even too. Yeah, it's also yeah, good. I don't know. It was it was hilarious. Whatever. So what, fucking funny. Um, and uh, literal terrorists just like smorgasbord <laughs> goofing around. They so they shoot up this office, which apparently has the Botswana president in it, uh, Bahrain or something like that. 
It wasn't Botswana because the the they, terrorists eventually crossed yeah. into Botswana okay. and they're not allowed to chase them. So I thought it was of I thought it was the president of South Africa. No, because it was two thousand miles north. Yeah, it's in like Chad so, or something. Some, okay, gotcha. It gotcha. might not even be a real country, honestly. Sure, but the president guy does end up living. They some guys fire back at the the terrorist soldiers coming in, um, and there are two surviving terrorists, and they are just kind of like threatening them to tell them where their hideout is or they're gonna they put them in a helicopter and blindfold them or they're gonna push them out the fucking helicopter that, that is a, that, is, that is one of their threats yeah but it was a good torture tactic where they push them out the helicopter but they never took off the ground well they were up in the helicopter to establish it and then they blindfolded them and then they must have like covertly landed or because they thought yeah. yeah they did think they were up in the sky and then they pushed him out he says next time you will be a bit higher ha <laughs> ha this this pilot was they had amazing. The propellers running, still, yeah. So it sounded like yeah. yeah. It was amazing not to hit the ground hard. Yeah, they push him out and he lands. It was it was a good torture tactic where he didn't die. But um, now you get one giant like they they learn about the whereabouts of it because they tortured him so much. So they're up on the terrorist hideout whereabouts and whatnot, and they're opening fire down below. Well, they're the terrorists below have just like fucking bazookas. Yeah. And they've hidden, too. They're putting banana leaves up and hiding them. They also destroy many bananas in the process. Well, yeah, because the first, yeah. they line up the bazooka, and they're like, all right, we got them. And then they fire the bazooka, and it just blows up a <laughs> banana. And then, uh, like, a firefight <laughs> yeah. starts, because he's like, see the explosion? They're there! <laughs> that, that guy nailed the bushel of bananas, or whatever drug group of bananas is called. And Brian goes, nice shot! <laughs> it's, like, really impressive. Like, what a shot. Yeah, hell of a shot, Technical dude. Shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a one giant helicopter bazooka shootout, and the terrorists end up blowing up the government helicopter. They have some trouble. Helicopter? Yeah, helicopter. it's a cop in a helicopter. Helicopter. What did you say, Lucas? They have some trouble because the bazooka keeps falling out, and then they can't, they keep trying to stuff it with banana leaves, and they can't. The slapstick. The guy just goes, oh shit, <laughs> he's falling out of the... It's slapstick, and eventually they blow the helicopter up, and it comes a tank that lights up the whole tree line, the terrorists flee, and um... Our main guy, uh, Key, Beautiful. he's walking, walking through some water buffalo, and uh, he ends up confronting a baboon. <laughs> yeah, the baboon confronting take, he, the baboon takes his his uh, bottle in, so he has to convince the baboon through language to give it up. Yeah, it you don't want that shit. <laughs> it reminded me of the fucking Jamie Foxx stealth scene to bring up stealth again, where he had to convince the AI <laughs> parallels, plane, the AI plane to stand down. Yeah, he had to talk him down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, I think the main difference, but it's because it's a baboon and a plane. Well, the plane. <laughs> that, no, 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 that's not the main. That's difference. The, that's the main difference. Consci but it's a baboon and a plane. Consciousness is consciousness. The the plane is built to understand English, though. Whereas a baboon, not necessarily bred to understand that. It's chittering language. You, I guess we didn't even talk one about. One is a monkey, and one is a robot. We didn't talk about their language yet either. How how it's mostly of clicking, clacking noises. It's the clicking. sure. Yeah, I forget what that's called. Yeah. People thought that was really funny in like early 2000s. Yeah. Just to do like the, don't understand your language, you know? Like people loved making And they fun always of that never shit. said the actual language. Like, oh, I'm speaking Swahili or whatever. Yeah. When <laughs> they also loved spork humor back then. 
spork? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm spork. Is it a fork? Is it a spoon? <laughs> Make up your mind. What is it? I guess I don't remember. I wasn't a part of the spork rave. I was too weird back oh, then. Oh, you were definitely part of Good at neither and bad at both. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely a part because I was too weird. Yeah. Spork is for people that couldn't pick a side between the forks and spoons. Yep. Spork is Switzerland. It's the neutral ground. Mm. And people, like, love making fun of Switzerland, too, you know? That's true. So is the, is the fork the axis or the allies? The fork is the axis, absolutely. <laughs> Four-pronged attack. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, this, um, and the so allies were well-rounded. Mm, so yeah. now that we're through the spork and stealth The tangent. spork World War II stealth <laughs> analogies, <laughs> which is the obvious way that we were going to go with this podcast. <laughs> um... Yeah, he, he he apparently coaxes the baboon to give him back his bottle. And now you get... This was an, an interesting shot because I didn't think it was going to play in, but it eventually does. Is It's just a shot of like a, a highline building and you just hear like a voiceover of a woman say like, uh, she do, I don't want to go to Botswana because it's all in the desert in the Kalahari or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is that? But I believe that ends up to be our leading lady. Yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've been following her since the main story. Yeah, because... The, do- the documentary of the city. Yeah, but you don't get to see her say those things. It's just like a voice amidst a cityscape. It's very heavily implied. Because well, yeah. like, I think uh, you might have skipped over it. She was, at the, she, has, like, she was a reporter and she a guy comes up to her as a story. He's like, hey, they need teachers in Botswana. You want to use that as a story? And she's like, well, actually, maybe they can use me instead. I think it was her line. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so she's off to Botswana. The, yeah. And so, she's talking to her parents because yes. the dad's like, it's Botswana, the, like the Kalahari Desert. And she's like, it's not going to be like in the middle of the fucking desert. Like there's a school. I'll be fine. But yeah, it's definitely her. Yeah. And now you get a scene of some scientist. This is uh, Mr. Stein. Or Stain. Stain. If you hate him. No, it is Stain, actually. Because um, he's, he's examining. Smear on <laughs> the human under timeline. <laughs> Um, he's examining some elephant dung, and he takes a vehicle eventually to go to the city, which we thought the Reverend was supposed to be taking the vehicle. Yeah. We were confused I about that interaction. the Reverend's car broke down, and so he rode up on horseback, and it's like, hey, can you grab her for me? Um, fun fact, the, the okay. Reverend played, is played by the director. Did we say that already? No, that, uh, was, that was Jamie Ice. Yeah, so you could see how old he was. Yeah. I thought the Reverend was Slugworth. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> he looks like the that bald guy. German man with the scars? Yeah. Well I, I thought he was gonna like borrow the car and go pick her up. I did too. Like halfway in the car trip, it was like, oh wait, that's the like bumbling guy. I, yeah, that's I think, stain. That's uh, stain. Real quick in, a funny introduction to stain because you thought he was a poacher because he's standing over a, an elephant with a gun. The elephant's like dead or looks dead. Um, yeah. And then oh, yeah, the elephant pops sure. up and he's just looking at his chip. Yeah. And the elephant was just sleepy the whole time. Yeah, super sleepy. sleepy. Well, um, Stan sleepy. takes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stan takes the vehicle to go to the city, drives right by Key, who's sleeping like just in the grasslands. It startles Key. He wakes up and doesn't <laughs> see what makes the loud noise or the tracks. There's a loud yeah, animal. That's funny. Big tracks. Two giant cobras had slithered through. <laughs> um, and our le- uh, did you ever get our teacher lady's name? Yeah, it's Kate Thompson. Kate. Mrs. Thompson. Oh, I'm, m- I must Kate have Thompson. missed that. Nope. Katie Thompson. It's not Katie Thompson. It's Katie it's Thompson. Kate. Katie Thompson. Well, 
Kate um, had you accepted know. the job in Botswana and is like patiently waiting to be picked up by Stain. Yeah, well, the, this jeep drops her off, or, or this uh, bu- uh, bus drops her off, and there was just a goat bus. hanging on top of the bus. And one of the villagers was, oh, I oh, I was wearing that. a shirt that had John Travolta on it. <laughs> That's my other note. I did catch that. <laughs> well, I missed that, I saw too. That, I said it out loud. I saw the shirt, and I was like, John Travolta? <laughs> I and Brandon heard jo- me. I, I think thought he thought it was just making... joking. No, I wasn't joking. I saw him, and I was like, John Travolta? Okay. Yeah, he heard me, and he Brandon thought I was just talking shit. Yeah. No, I saw him. <laughs> okay. Like, from... I, I've never seen Grease, but he was wearing a nice, like, white suit. <laughs> yeah, so she gets dropped off. She's patiently waiting. And meanwhile, we get, like, the longest, like, silent movie-style <laughs> scenes of Stain trying to get his car through a gate on a hill because it's got no brakes, it can't be stopped because it won't start again, can't be turned off. So he's just trying to open gates while driving and chasing it down hills. It's a little, it's a little this might have been a little outdated, I guess, watching it now. I love it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. You were. I was laughing laughing really hard, too, and I was wondering if it was just, like, all nostalgia based. (laughs) I'm glad that it played. No, I... I was laughing really hard, and then I would, like, immediately quiet myself because nobody else in the room was laughing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm the only one who thinks this is really fucking funny right now. Oh, that's silly. It's um, silly. But Kate's getting impatient. I got the soul of a 30-year-old man. To be picked up. 30s man. And apparently the st- terrorists, they stop at a village after fleeing the government building. They just jack all the food and gas at the, the gas station. Yeah. Government's right behind in a tank, but they don't have any gas to fill up. There's a there's some bit They'll with a deaf it. guy too, but yeah, not yeah. the best bit. Not super. I put yeah. right before that there um, was a scene where Stain nearly crashes into an elephant on the road, and it's just like two seconds long. But the movie has hundreds of stuff like this where it's just like awesome little stuff with the animals, and then it's like on to the next. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's he's driving the elephant, walks in the middle of this <laughs> dirt road. And he's just like honking at him. He's like, get out of the fucking way. Is this when he gets stuck? No, it's like right before. No, it's no, like no, right he's not stuck. He's just right before it on his way. Yeah. He's either, I think he's still driving to, I wanted to say Elaine, <laughs> uh, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> but he's driving to Elaine. And just honk. It's just, it's kind of funny to see. I don't know. If we saw, an, if we're driving down the dirt road and an elephant crossed the way, we're not like, get out of the fucking way. We're yeah, not it's, honking it's how at we it. We're just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, no, exactly. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a rhino, but either way. It was an elephant. Okay. And he finally gets to her after getting his car stuck, getting it unstuck, everything like that. Finally gets to her, picks her up, and uh, as she gets in the car, you can tell that he's already a bumbling mess around her. Yeah. Immediately. It, it takes him like 40 seconds to introduce himself. <laughs> immediately kind of like. He had to walk back to the car and <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Enthralled, everything back. like that. When she's in the car, she, he fucking headbutts her like right away. <laughs> she does do that on accident because he's like trying to listen to her and yeah there's another hilarious scene where i didn't even remember this um he like stops at like a gas station and this guy's like oh hey how's it going stan let me wipe your windshield just sprays her in the face with like clorox oh, oh that's what he yeah, was doing that's what it we was. saw that we're like what the hell is that guy doing because i didn't hear him say let me wipe your windshield <laughs> i just saw this guy come with like hey what's up guys and then scorch in the face yeah. like, i'm so sorry yeah, my literal what was ne- the plan my literal next note was they pull up to a village and some man stops him in the street and sprays the girl in the face with this liquid <laughs> i think it is it is worth saying when he's uh when he first picks her up as well right after they've introduced he's you know before they get in the car when he's like oh let me grab the door for you he has to pick up the entire door <laughs> yeah and put it all back together it's just I, 
It's funny, yeah. And he's being a gentleman, which is it's it's real good physical healing. <laughs> One of the next scenes in here I thought was actually very good was when Key stumbles upon nice, nice. Oh, just... when Key stumbles upon a man <laughs> like playing some music with like a little hand instrument, and he picks up a gun next to the man, thinking it's like he's like this, this is, is some so funny. he's like this seems this is the like funniest so part of the movie to me. He's like this was like some funny stick or something, but I thought it was oh, very interesting now. to see like that. Like I don't know if this other guy was like a part of the sand tribe, like a, another Bushman or whatnot, but like he at least knew what a gun was while key didn't, which showed like a Cultural big like, difference. Yeah. Yes, exactly. This is just like a guy. So he picks it up. He's like, this is a funny stick. And the, the music man turns around, sees the gun in his hand, hands straight up in the end. This oh, yeah. man is long arms. That's the, that's the best part. Cause the, the one scene you see him sitting down, the guns behind him and he's checking it out and he's like, Oh, what is this? And the, the very next frame <laughs> is the guy hands straight up in the air. Eyes are bugging out. Like, Oh. And it's, it, it's really funny. You have to see it. Takes it's so off funny. in the opposite direction. Key thinks he's been startled he's like, by yeah, something. He's like, so what he animals chase the gun. gun? He puts the gun down. <laughs> he puts the gun down and runs after him. Oh, it's oh, so funny. That it was a it was a very. I did oh, laugh goodness. very hard at this. So hard. Um. So Stain's car is broken down in the river. Oh yeah, the Land Rover gets stuck. Apparently, hardly know her. Apparently, he had crossed the river before and was oh, fine. Brandon see earlier on his way to Kate that he'd crossed yeah. two different bodies of water. So Brent, he he's like, why is he he's stuck? Of course, he went through a river, and I was like, well, he went through it the first time. Yeah, I must have missed. I must have been typing and missed that or something. But yeah, with the hippos. So, yeah. yeah. So they get stuck in a river, and he must carry Kate out of there. Yeah. But he drops her in the river. Well, he gets her to, to shore. Yeah. And then, like, trips her in. Like, yeah. he's stumbling to get on himself, grabs her as leverage, and pulls her back in. She's pissed. Yeah, she's like, she's don't even pissed. grab my bag, so, right- just drop it anyways. Rightfully so. Yeah, what was in the other bag that she didn't need? Why did she pack that if she's like, it's fine, I don't actually need that one? I don't know. One of them was a bomb. <laughs> but they end up changing out of their wet clothes, and Stain is en- ending up getting chased by a warthog, and he runs in his underwear, like, through the bushes yeah. into Kate in her underwear. Yeah. She thinks he's a fucking freak. Because conveniently, the warthog has stopped chasing she him. She thinks that he's, yes. like, a raper. Yeah. But he hardly knows her. <laughs> oh. Just like the center fielder for the... <laughs> yeah. Billing Mustangs. Brandon... Brandon hit me, which is fair. You should have had a V8 and not a Devilito. But yeah, a huge misunderstanding, and this is where the miscommunication begins for these two. Well, yeah, begins, we'll say. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're canoodling naked in a way. No, they're not canoodling. She pushed him off immediately, and he was like, he's still bumbling and tripping over his it, words. He's like, there was a, a warthog. Unvoluntary. Blood warthog. Like, the one that Unvoluntarily was just canoodling. He's like momentarily unvoluntarily canoodling. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And um, then at night, a fucking rhino comes by, <laughs> stomps out their this fire. Is, this is kind of dis- funny, but disappointing because all the rest of the animals are beautiful, real life animals, and this is just two guys in a rhino suit. You can tell. Oh, it's it's clearly two guys. I laugh <laughs> so hard at this. It comes, stomps out the fucking fire, and he tackles her to escape the rhino, but she didn't see a rhino. So thinks, no. she thinks he's a rapist again. Does somebody have the narration of the rhino yeah. as a quote? Okay, yeah, I'll I do. that for later then, because I thought that was really funny. Yeah, so she thinks he's a rapist well, then he, again. Then yeah. she runs yeah, into Yeah, he this. finds, like, these two locals, and he's like, oh, they'll they'll confirm it for sure. Like, like of course, guys, right? Rhino stamp out fires. <laughs> and they're like, 
They so say they shake, yes. They shake their heads for yes, though. Yeah, they <laughs> shake their heads yes by moving it well, side to side as a no. The thing I'm looking back on that's really funny is I, I thought originally I thought she saw the rhino and was escaping together away from the fire. Yeah, because she was in a tree. Yeah. So looking back on it, she didn't see the rhino, thought the guy was, thought that Stain was crazy. And climbed a tree to get <laughs> away from him immediately. She could cl- climb. She climbed a tree to get away from a guy. <laughs> she could climb. <laughs> like, not from a rhino. Yeah, he can climb as well. <laughs> There's like a... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like a human being down there she thinks is going to assault her. And she's like, I gotta climb the she's nearest like, fuck, tree. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, that's crazy. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, they apparently they shake their head side to side in a no fashion. To mean yes. And he's like, see, they said yes. She's like, um, clearly it's not. And he's like, oh, they just shake their heads that way to mean yeah. yes. Which is more miscommunication, kind of an also, another mm-hmm. underlying theme mm-hmm. in the movie. You're right. So now so now we get a oh, silent... Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. A quiet. That's one of my notes. It's like, what? That, well, something they say six or seven times, different characters, is I don't want to talk about it. And yeah, there's like three different languages going on. So yeah, miscommunication. I, anyway. I, 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 I... I see we're stealing quotes now. Stain. <laughs> um, now you get a silent film music gimmick where he's like trying to get the car out of the river because it's got like a little hydraulic hook system at the front of it. Yeah. And electric mm-hmm. winch. <laughs> he so he he hooks it and it's starting to pull out of the river, but Kate screams in the distance, so Stain runs to get her. A tree has grabbed her <laughs> while she's in her Looked underwear. Like it fucking hurt. It, it did. did. It was sticky. It's got barbs. And he helped. Sticky? I thought it was like grabbing her. Yeah, he he helps her out of the tree, ends up getting it, dropped something into her fucking panties. <laughs> so that, that was a flower that was like on her panties and it came off and he was like being awkward yeah. and just like dropped it back in there. Very weird. I didn't realize that until later. We yeah, we didn't realize until later. We were like, very what weird. The fuck a little was weird. That? Even even yeah. with the fact that it was from her own panties. He also I Oh, yeah. Still weird. Just toss it away. I thought it also showed his character, too, that he would immediately, like, wade into the barbs himself and get stuck himself to help free free Kate. Because that's... He gets deeper in. His character. He did, like, drop something into her underwear, though. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird that he did it and weird that she didn't notice. Extremely. Very... Something slid down her crack. Because even though she's, like, being hooked by a tree and he's helping her, like, if, if there's something that touches anywhere near my ass, I'm noticing that... I could be tortured in hell, and if a little demon, like, comes to stick his finger you in my butt, I'm noticing that right away. and play with that thermostat, and I'll just slide my hand down your crack. Yeah. And just tell me if you feel it or not, okay? I, no. I don't want to be pretty. <laughs> Do you think you this? would? I would immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be as, privy to it as, either. As, you're, this on me. as you're shirtless, me sliding my hand down. I forgot I was shirtless. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that the was car's that. Up the and tree. During this whole, yeah, this whole gimmick, the car's in the tree now, yeah. and um, he left the winch for too long. It's been hooked up. He there. stumbled across Kate and believes she's a god because she's dressed in as in clothes, which he thinks are cobwebs. He tries to give the bottle back to her, but she walks away because she doesn't understand his yeah. language. She's just staring at her for a while too, while she's in her bra, like smiling. <laughs> he, you know. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like, how goofy? <laughs> what are yeah. you putting on? <laughs> like, just be naked. <laughs> and he sees the scientist. He thinks he's a god, too, because he's got smoke coming from his mouth. So he thinks all these new people with their technology are gods that speak in, like, monkey languages. He meets... Uh, Monkury. Monkury, yeah. He meets... Mpudi, yeah. Mpudi. Yeah, he shows up and he can speak Bushman. Yeah, he can. So he helps him translate. 
Uh, and Key's starting to have doubts about whether they're actually gods since they don't want the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And they say that he has to throw them away himself. Because he didn't want the bottle and because he thought they were stupid too. He's like, they kind of seem stupid. I don't know if they're yeah. gods. He's like, there's no way. Stupid. Stupid ass. What was the... Didn't we have a movie where... Movie. Movie. Where somebody had a quote where it was like, stupid monkey. Huh. I... I think it was. I, I think it was Drake and Josh. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, where he got the monkey. Stupid monkey comes up again. Wow. Stupid monkey. Um. So, Key leaves to go throw the bottle away, and while Jack or Jack, who the Jack's f- up coming. Oh, Jack comes up later. Right here. Yeah. While Stain oh, and yeah. Kate are making their way, Jack Hind is a man. That pulls up in his, like, tourism car and just drives away with Kate. Yeah, he's got a big old <laughs> kind of double, double-decker double bus for safari he steals a th- he, This was a theme with Jack Hine because he steals the thunder and he's like, Oh, the civilized man is here to take you away. He's the manly yes. man, yeah. He's always confident in his actions. Well, he's the hero. He's a hero! Yeah. He's like the asshole. But he's not like an <laughs> yeah. asshole. He just like fits the role. Yeah. And my next note is actually in all caps. I put, holy shit, Shoshaloza. How does that mean? Yeah. Can I see? You, is that how you spell that? No clue. That's not how you spell no. that. That's so wrong. I know that it's this the, is right, but I don't know if Loza is right. It's the uh, national anthem of South Africa. Oh, is that what they were which is why singing I thought, to her? Shoshalosa. Shoshalosa. Kule Suntaba. Kimela Sepume South Africa. That's why I thought most of this was set in South Africa because that was like literally their national anthem. That's what they sing before soccer games and a lot of like sports. Is that what events. the village Invictus, was singing, singing then? Yes. The big group of people was singing that. Yeah. I don't remember where where was that? Were they I, driving by those people? No, no that was just like a separate shot. That's her like her village. I'm pretty sure, right? Is that like her welcome song to the village? Oh, that's where she's. That's teaching right. At. They were singing to welcome For the Kate? teacher. Yeah. Oh, so okay. That, but that's it's funny because that's in Botswana. She's in Botswana in the like <laughs> outside the. Technically, they're trying to desert. sneak but it out. Weird. But you like this, Brandon. The reason that I put this it's all in caps song. is because I've actually sang this in mm. choir before. Mm. I sang it my sophomore year in choir. Um, they're a great, great song. I've always loved like a lot of the um, foreign, like either uh, Pacific Islander or like uh, African-based yeah. songs that we've done before. Um, Wongol um, was a Haitian song. I did one called oh, I Still Bop that song. Yeah, Wongol. I've done Shoshalosa. I loved Indodana. Um, I did one called Tehi Kile, which was a Maorian song from New Zealand. Where we had to have somebody from New Zealand come and bless us with the song at the University of Montana to be able to perform it. Like, we had to have it up to their standards to be able to perform it. So, all those songs that we've done over time, they have such a cultural reference. And even without knowing the language, you can feel the emotion in them. Yes. Where they go a long way. So, I was super happy to hear this song in there. Lucas, have you ever seen Invictus? I have not. That's a blind spot for me. Okay. I haven't seen either. I just... Where a lot of people would know. Okay. It's very from. good. Very good yeah. movie. 
You say so, man. I do. I don't want you should movies. rate it on on Letterbox. <laughs> you 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 can't you rate it on Letterbox. I that think I need to watch rating. it again before rating it though, because I've only seen it once. Oh, no, I, I would say give it five stars and just talk blandly. I, about yeah, it. I rate movies I I saw when I was four years old and barely remember. That's what I gave Space Chimps a ten. You can rate Invictus, you'll be fine. Yeah, um, I, Seth was saying that he can't be saying that he doesn't watch movies very much anymore. Now that he's got a letterbox as a mainstay on this podcast, because I was going to say a few more episodes, episodes. That, that, is, I can't have that as a gimmick. This anymore. is your twelfth episode. This has become yeah. a, a part of your personality. Movies. <laughs> My running movies. joke is a lie. <laughs> well, let's get back to the movie. The movie. Um, after this song. Uh, Stan gets all dressed up in a suit to visit Kate at her classroom. He's going to go and press her and whatnot, and he gets to her class and just fucks everything up. This yeah. is the this is slapstick at the slapstickiest of the movie, probably. Maybe the last scene with him, one of the two. But I think the last scene. This but yeah. is even made better because it's in front of her her entire classroom. So every time he does anything, it's a riotous laughter. Oh, they love yeah, him. Yeah, they do. He's the funniest man they've ever seen. He's like annoyed He's so by him. so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but then you get Key. He stumbles across a farm, tries to eat a goat from this farm, but a kid catches him, reports him to the police. Uh, he doesn't listen to the police. He's like, all right, you guys can fucking... That man lifted the goat by, like, its tail and its neck? Yeah. I was afraid for that goat. Well, the goat was already dead, according to the police report. Yeah. Key had already slaughtered it, so he took the goat as, like, evidence. Yeah, but it was unconscious. <laughs> so he probably killed it in the process by yeah. throwing it on the roof of a truck. It wasn't quite dead. I do yeah. know, I don't know about goats, but I do know a chicken was killed in the making of this movie. A I think chicken? I saw yeah. it get run over. Oh, did you? <laughs> I think I saw, there was one scene, I don't remember where it was, but they were driving and there was just... Uh, it, he, yeah, he been, blared through a like a neighborhood or something. No, it was it was either when they were driving through a neighborhood or it was the the terrorist driving up to the government building to assassinate. But I saw like there was one chicken I saw running away from the car, and then one I swear I saw running into <laughs> the path of the car that I never saw again. That I'm just trying to remember it. when that was. Mm. Yeah, but I think I saw it happen. Well, he doesn't listen to the police. He tries to get another goat before. Being shot in the leg with a gun. What the fuck? And uh, the police take him away, and in the process, he loses the Coke bottle. So now he's in court and got sentenced to three months in jail. In the court. <laughs> nice. And Stain decides that he wants to let Key out of jail and hire him as an That's... ecological expert. He's great at tracking, great at hunting. He, he is an asset he knows for the Stain, land. for sure. And there's also like a little backstory here with Pootie. Because he says, um, he basically is like, he'll die in there. We have, we can't let him be in jail because he won't survive three months. He'd have never seen a wall in his life. Um, and then is this something Jamie Ice did? Four of them. I don't know, maybe. But apparently, Pootie had lived, had killed a man before in his past, and ran into the Kalahari Desert. Remember, he told him this. He's like, I shot this yeah. other guy. I ran into the desert, and I was dead for sure. And then the Kalahari revived me, and I lived for three years with them. He said. A cop had besmirched his father's name. He assaulted oh, the yeah. cop. Yeah. And then he ran that's into right. the desert to escape it. They that's buried right. him because they thought he was dead and force fed him water and food. And that's and that's why he has a sort of soft spot for the Bushmen and why he feels indebted to them as well. He thinks they're cute little buggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so he hires him as a as a ecological expert so that he doesn't die in jail. And they're teaching Key to drive? I was like, why are they teaching him how to drive? Might as well learn. 
Booty was like, yeah, why not? And they just teach him. <laughs> why not? It so comes into play later, to, but yeah. They teach sure. him to drive. The terrorist crew break into Kate's classroom and take her and the children as hostage. But the police, the government officials, whatever, they meet them outside the school. But they end up dropping their guns, meet the demands of Sam Boha, who is the terrorist leader, uh, over threat of losing all the children. He wants a clearing of over 10 kilometers wide while they move as a group, as well as um, clearing paths and setting out food and water spots for them along the way. Every 20 miles, he says, yep. There's also a very blink-and-you-miss-it scene where they're being chased by a fucking lion. <laughs> Did you guys see Oh, that? yeah. A yeah, real-life lion? One. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yep. Every and the, the bendiest tree on Earth. <laughs> oh, that tree was so bendy. And then when he got off, it just straightened right back up. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I was expecting, like, I don't know how they would have filmed it, but I thought the lion was going to climb up after him and then... Slingshot him off. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> classic. Uh, but everyone apparently knows of these demands from Sam Boha, except for Stain, cool. the Reverend, and Key, who are just looking at zebras through a telescope. Yeah, they're just, they're doing their zoology stuff. And um, uh, Stain... Yeah, while they're... Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, while they're looking at Onyxes, um they spot an army unloading the army trucks unloading supplies out in the middle of the desert road. Yeah. Which ends up being for the kids for Sam Boha. Yeah. Finds that they're all hostages with Kate, his newfound love. Dun, dun, dun. He's forcing them to sing as they go. He's being he a did. bastard. So uh, why would you take all the kids? <laughs> I get like maybe the teacher and one or two of the kids, but do you really want forty fucking mouths to No, feed? you want you want all of the the capable young males to turn into soldiers. No. He's just using them as hostages. That is true. He's like a cartoon terrorist coming through and yeah. he knows this. But realistically like, it, that's funny what if want. we brought a classroom full of children <laughs> on our world domination. I want tour. forty people. Oh yeah, he had a real problem with them standing in a circle. Walking in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Always All right, a square is fine, whatever. <laughs> Geometry wasn't their thing. They hadn't learned that from Kate yet. No, they just learned how to be a bumbling fool. But they decide, because Kate's in there, Stain needs to be the hero, must save the day. And uh, Key's skills as a tracker slash hunter are going to come to use to take a little tranquilizer darts with him and disarm the guards when they're asleep. Yeah, well, they learn of this because... Um... Zamboha sends one of them, like a scout, up ahead at one of the children's, like, go up ahead and tell the army we need them every 10 miles. And instead, the girl finds uh, Key and Stain and all them and switches clothes. Yeah. Switches clothes with, oh. with Key here. Did she really? I missed that. Yeah. I missed that entirely. That was her. Yeah. She switches clothes. That's why Key is dressed as her, sneaking down, like running uh, from rock to bush and whatnot, and yeah, gets yeah. amongst the crew. Yeah. And the main terrorist guy. Some Buha or Kombucha, whatever his fucking name is. He's already <laughs> Sam asleep. Sam Okay. Sam he's Sam Two guys who's been sleeping. playing cards the entire movie were obsessed with playing cards. They go off to play cards. They're yeah. in a crevice somewhere. So, yeah, he shoots each of the guards with the tranquilizers. My note here is, they are so sleepy. With the world's smallest bow and arrow. Yeah, and it got, really was. He's got the arrow on a string, so he keeps pulling it back. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool, so I want everybody else it was to like know the, about it. like the vending machine I quarter trick. How he, <laughs> yeah. how he went around, and all the kids were like, who's this? And he kept going, shh, 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 shh
I love was... that each of the people, when they got hit by the tiniest little tranquilizer dart, like just slapped it like a fucking beasting or something. Like, <laughs> oh shit! And then, and then some lullaby music, idea. rockaby yeah. baby. Um, they were so sleepy. So Kate realizes, yeah, like you had mentioned, that there are only six cards sleeping. Two of them are missing. They're playing cards off in the mountainside. Dun. So now we got a major shootout. And I put that one little kid with Kate fucking grabs like an AK-47. He was ready for oh war. God. Yeah, that kind kid was awesome. Of, kind of a, a a tough image to to digest in a straight comedy is a kid, machine gun in hand, firing back at terrorists. That was yeah. a tough scene. That was kind of a Coney 2012 scene. A little bit. 100%. It's, like, it's yeah. all a comedy, but then they, a little bit you're like, wait, these, these like are terrorists are firing at kids a little bit. And there's like, eh. But you know they're not going to die or anything. No. And it's also why the director can say whatever he wants, but there's definitely an underlying message here. Whether he knew he was doing it or not, there's something to be said. I also guess you can... You can interpret from anything, though, at the same time. I, I would like to point out that these kids really weren't actors. So I'm wondering if this kid just grabbed a gun. He thought he was in actual peril. Yeah, that was he thought instinct. this whole thing was actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Could thought have. he was going to die. And you know what? Props to him if he did think he was going to die. Fight or flight, he was wow, there to protect. He was, he was fight. Like 39 other 12-year-olds. He protect, he attack, Don't but do. mostly... He suck. <laughs> he a snack, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so, uh, Stein and the Reverend... Um, Told you not to do it. <laughs> ...are running through the field being shot at. They see a snake in the tree above one of the guards. <laughs> Stein just fucking sniped it with a rock. That snake, it falls on him. They take his gun and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Hell of a throw. That's like an Ichiro throw. He's, Ichiro. He's sort of showing off his zoological Suzuki? knowledge. Yeah. The baseball player? Yeah, Ichiro Suzuki. Was he even a pitcher? No. He had a good arm, though. But he... He had an amazing, accurate arm. Okay. Uh, you guys know more about baseball. I'm just gonna. I was just curious. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they snipe that. Um. They take his gun. Meanwhile, Key steals a truck, starts driving it towards them all. No, he didn't steal a truck. It's his their jeep because he said go get the it's jeep. Their jeep. Yeah, they told him to go get it. Yeah, and it was yeah, funny because steal it because <laughs> Key's like I don't I don't know which uh which gear to be in and he's like yeah any, gear, any gear you want so he throws it in reverse <laughs> reverse put it, it in reverse Terry and uh, put it in reverse uh, they back it up Terry <laughs> they stopped the other guard by shooting apparently a plant above him and like the milky juice the poison rained sap. down and making him itchy poison yeah. sap not milky like juice cactus milk. What? It was milky. It was like a wheat. Like it was milk like a from milky a substance. Yeah. It's sap, though. It's a tree. What? It was like a cactus. It was a bug. You ever broken open? You ever broken open like a really thick weed and seen the milk from it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a tree. And I don't know. Didn't it's, it's not. It didn't look like a tree. I'll, I'll say it's. A, I'll say it's milky juice. I here. Oh, I, yeah. I missed it. It doesn't so, matter. I was. These are Seth's. Yeah. I missed it because I was like, "Why the fuck is he writhing on the ground right now?" It was a very white liquid coming out, and it sure. it was reminiscent of like really thick weed milk. Okay, I love thick weed, like milk. literal weeds, not <laughs> not not cannabis. Mary Jane. Yeah, but it well, shows Kane's zoological knowledge because he incapacitated one with a snake and one with with plant milk. juice milk. with milk. Yeah. Um, and so they've taken out both cards, they've got their guns, but the car that Key was driving goes rogue, driving in reverse right into the group of children. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, Stain stops it, but not before Jack Hines shows up again and looks like the hero. 
Well, he also, he, he'd given Stain the gun. Yeah. Because he, he, they met up and it's like, oh, it's good to see you, man. You you knocked all these guys out. You does Well, they're immobilized. They're not killed, you know. Yeah, they're sleeping. And then he sees the Jeep in reverse and he's like, oh, shit, I got to take care of this. Take my gun. Keep this guy hostage. I'm going to take care of this other shit, too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it wasn't like Jack was trying to steal the thunder. It was just he was in the right place the at the right time. Thunder! And Stein was not worried about the glory at all. He's just like, I got to do Stein, what a yeah. man do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um... <laughs> After that, he looks like the hero. All the kids are saved. Kate saved everything like that. And you cut to Key's time with uh, Stain and Pooty uh, has ended. So he's leaving. Stain just gave him money. They were like, that Pooty was like, he has literally no need for that. Don't give it to A him. Corollary to the to the real story of how yeah. he gave him money and it blew away in the wind, allegedly. Yeah. That's what oh, was, shit. That's what I was thinking about as soon as you said that. I just didn't want to spoil the end. Yeah, nice. But he... <laughs> That's so funny. You, Stan, you, had, you were like, give him a lighter or something. Just That's what I said, yeah. A lighter <laughs> or a stick. But Stan was like, it's the law. I have to give him this money. <laughs> Laws do not it's apply. Like, all right, man. Go ahead. Um, so Key walks. They're like, go, all right, you can yeah, go home now. But he walks the, the opposite direction. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has to find it first. He needs to find it. Get he knows it. where it is. Yeah. He's an excellent tracker and stalker. Yeah. Best in the world. So Stan goes to Kate. To tell her he isn't always this way. It's just her that makes him a blubbering mess. Um, the whole time he's trying to tell her outside of her classroom, he's a fucking wreck again. He's so fucking funny. It's uh, he, the whole t- he puts that picture on the table probably nine times. It's <laughs> the, re- so the little funny. red picture. Yeah, I, the whole time Brandon's still typing. I'm like, he's having such a hard time right now. <laughs> and then and I he look again. He's having such a hard time. Every time it's getting worse, and Brandon looks up and he does it again. <laughs> Brandon goes, he's having such a hard time. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, that red picture would not stay the flower, on the table. Dumps the flower on him. Everything is. Does fly knocks over the table three times. I was like, dude, quit trying to mess with a fucking tablecloth. Oh Tell God. her how you feel and then get back to the pictures. <laughs> Best the part of the movie. <laughs> movie. And but apparently he fucking seals the deal as she kisses him. Yeah. She this learns, didn't feel she learns to love his buffoonery. Because like at first ba- she was annoyed. Baboonery. Like the first two times she was annoyed when he dropped the picture. And then, like, the ninth or tenth time, she was laughing as hard as we were. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, he doesn't mean to be doing this. <laughs> He's just, like, He's just an idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> she loves it. I, do you think she's in love with him, or do you think she kisses him out of sympathy? Because I, it felt unearned to a have him bit. get that kiss. A little bit of both. A little, little column A, a little Columbine. I bet Jack Hind was pissed. I bet Jack Kind. Actually, I don't even know if Jack Kind cared. He was he wasn't even painted as his villain. He was yeah, just Jack like the, Kind murders the Vaj, so he can get whatever he wants. <laughs> what the hell? Looks like it. <laughs> I just think the villain trope is different outside of the U.S. Yeah. It has to be very obvious for us. Well, I guess they were just like blatant terrorists. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they were the vil- true villains. <laughs> He was the anti-hero. Jack Hine was just like a guy. Yeah. He was running his tour group. And people were like, oh, he's trying to steal the girls. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's doing what he's, he's living to. his yeah, life. Yeah, he actually went yeah. out there to find he her. He offered and, help yeah. for Kate. And he's like, hey, I'll take you. These guys are broken down. I can get you there a little quicker so you're not like stuck out here. And he's like, like, what she's what supposed to do? Be like, dick. I kindly decline? No. <laughs> These guys are idiots. Let them die. She, she the got to go teach. He was not in the wrong at all. But no, it feels like never, he's supposed he, to be. He never was. No, he was just a guy. Um, But. Then you get a scene, Key makes it to, in quotes, the edge of the earth. It's a giant cliff, shrouded in fog and low-lying clouds. Yep. Throws his glass He's bottle off the, the edge. He throws it off, and it hits the Twin Towers. No, <laughs> God. 
I genuinely thought that it was going to fall amongst another <laughs> tribe, tribe or something. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think. Or it's... like, oh, go ahead, Seth. I was gonna say his other thought was that he'd actually somehow walk in a giant loop. circle and it dropped back into his own village. <laughs> I I think it's incredibly beautiful and poetic that you're all this whole time or laugh at the Bushman like he's not gonna find the end of the world. That's so stupid. Like what the what a farce. And then he finds the fucking end of the world and throws the, the bottle off and he does it. He freaking completes his journey. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was great. Um and so he makes it back home to his family to hug them all. His daughter so runs up. And that's the end of the movie. Movie. And we're through quicker than the actual running time of the film, so that's good. That is good. Tear that's my eye. Hour yeah. 49, you're crying. It's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite a while. Yeah. And let's keep with that trend. Just do some chorus. Okay. Some tears. No, it's bad. Let's just do some chorus. Let's just do some... I remember when we used to just call them quotes, ratings, and reviews, and the first time we said chorus, we were like, whoa, Lucas, <laughs> that's like a little out of there, but now we're just like, yeah, it's fucking chorus. That's only natural. That's the only way I've heard it so far. I didn't know you guys called it anything else. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast... Oh my god. Q-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R
and white like she was old. She was very big. You'd have to dig the whole day to find enough food to feed her. Yeah, the fuck. Alright, <laughs> one of ours is each ticket, okay. Um uh, this, That's a good one. This um is a pretty point- Which is wonderful because it's like her in a bikini, like like looking like her best in the whole yeah, movie. And he's like, what a fucking She's freak. never seen anything <laughs> uglier. She looks huge. <laughs> Um, you guys might have had this one as well. It's from Stain and Mpudi. Um, Stain goes, what makes you the expert on women? Mpudi goes, I've got seven wives. How many you got? And Stain goes, why aren't you at home with them? And he says, I know how to marry them. No one knows how to live with them. Yep. I got seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one that Seth was alluding to earlier in the movie, when they're talking about the uses of all the things on earth. Um, the narrator says, even a poisonous snake is not bad. You just have to keep away from the sharp end. No. Oh, yeah, sorry. I... Was that one of yours or not? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't one of mine, but I, I said half the quote already. Yeah. <laughs> you said the whole quote. I didn't say the poisonous thing. Whatever. No, it's good. Um, this one is from the narrator as well. He's got the best quotes, let's be honest. Um, and he says, Cavo said, I think the end of the earth is very far. You'll have to walk for 20 days to get to it. Perhaps 40. That's that's how long the end of the world would take. Yep. It's not too bad. Yeah, no, not at all. The narrator said, let's get into the mood. <laughs> and then my last one for now is from Stain. When analyzing elephant poop, he says, this elephant's dung shows a complete lack of boron. <laughs> is that what he said? He said boron? Yeah. We were wondering what he said there at the end. <laughs> I thought he said, uh, like, bone marrow. <laughs> I thought it was Which boron. Which sounds bad. Boron bad in your hilarious. poop. Please don't have bone marrow in your poop. Boron makes more All sense. Alright, well he took two of yours, Seth, so you can do four. Alright. Alright! Uh, so my first one is... It's, um... It's right after the guys of the failed assassination of the president, and they're running back into the banana forest. I was like, yeah, we killed like six of them. And he's listening to the radio at the same time. I was like, no, you only killed three. Why do I have to work with amateurs? <laughs> and, which is was ironically funny to me because he's hiding in a banana forest yeah why do i have to work with amateurs like brother brother, you must you're an amateur all of you are i must point out that the gods must be crazy is not the title of your notes here it's god is dead well that's fine (laughs) the nietzsche yeah it was it was willy wanker last time yeah um what is this Oh, yeah, as the, the helicopter, they're shooting down into the banana trees after they, like, found the location of the terrorists. The terrorists are shooting back up with the bazooka yeah. and the guns. And one guy's shooting, and the guy next to him goes, cut it out, man, because he's getting hit with the bullet cases <laughs> next to him. Like, the guy's shooting really hard. <laughs> I missed they're that. They're all hitting yeah. his face. He's like, quit it. <laughs> I missed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> he said, cut it out, man. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Um, this is when he's talking to the baboon, trying to get the bottle back. The narrator says he spoke long and earnestly until the baboon began to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> he's not an alien. He's just a small man that's lost. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly like our stealth thing where it's like the baboon listened earnestly. He's like, oh, yes, of course. He did a yeah. your bottle yeah. back. No, no, no he no. totally the baboon did. Was, he spoke long and earnestly. The baboon was oh, listening okay. earnestly. He was speaking long and earnestly. And then the baboon And the assumption that attention. the baboon would understand. Yeah. Would, uh, <laughs> would understand earnestly as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a reciprocation. Oh, I love it. Um, and then the fourth one I got for right now is um, it's, it's Stain talking about how he's bad with women. So Mpudi is like, oh, you need to meet more women. And he says, it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's compound. He used to be fine, but he's yeah. He's been getting worse and worse with women every year. And that's four. Okay. Movie. Um 
I must admit that a lot of mine are from Seth. Nice. I have like three. Halfway through, he said he had three. Yeah, I think I ended with three. Good. No, I, I think I have four. Shit. Um, one, two, three. I've got three and one for Marina. So my first one here is the narrator. This is a rhino scene, and the narrator just over the... Everything goes, the rhino is the self-appointed fire prevention officer. When he sees a fire, he rushes in and stamps it out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? It's a made-up <laughs> fact, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. It's so funny. Self-appointed. Um, so this is when Impudi <laughs> comes up to uh, Stein. of justice. To, to Stain. <laughs> yeah. They're fireflies. When... Uh, when, when Pootie sees Stain's vehicle in the tree, and he goes, so how did that thing get up in the tree? Stain goes, she was stuck in a Watapi tree, and I, I, do you know she has flowers on her (laughs) panties? And he's like, so that's how the thing got up in the tree. Probably the one time in the movie they didn't say, I don't want to talk about it, when they could have. He really wanted to talk about the panties. (laughs) They really did. He really wanted that. He was kind of a creep. <laughs> yeah. Um, my next one is, um, once again, in Pootie and Stain, he goes, when uh, Key is out of uh, court, and he goes, they gave him the death sentence, and Stain goes, for shooting a goat? And he goes, no, three months in jail. Same thing. He's going to die for sure. He never seen a wall in his life. Now he got walls around him. So I thought it was super funny about, like, the death sentence goat, no, it's three months in jail. But then the logic behind it became, yeah. like, really real. It would kill his soul, and he wouldn't eat any of the food anyways, as we saw, so he'd kill his body, too. True. Yeah. Putting the shirt back on. Yeah, I have to pee eventually, so. Okay. Um, next one is this one lady. Kate is, like, in a lunch, like, in a, in a giant, like, cafeteria. Yeah, she walks with this lady, yeah. she's like, can I share this table with you? And she goes... Well, does the noise in my head bother you? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you saying? Like, no. Uh, no. Um, let's see. I'm going to save all my Seth and Marina ones here. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning he saw the ugliest person he's seen in his whole life. Um, when Jack... Jack Hind. Takes... Jack Hind takes Kate in his vehicle. He's like pouring her some drinks or whatnot. And he hands over like this orange juice looking drink and he goes, Here, this will put some hair on your chest. And she's like, That's just what I need. <laughs> yeah, she's almost too excited to get some hair on her chest. <laughs> it's also funny because like he was driving the car, but because they're in the middle of the desert, he just like puts a brick on the gas pedal and like walks to the back and makes Everyone a Everyone had cruise oh, yeah. control on <laughs> in the I was, desert. I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about what I would do. Caesar barking like crazy. Oh, gotcha. I, I was thinking about that, like putting myself in his shoes. Like, if I'm in the middle of the desert, there's no traffic. Animals don't go out this far because they'll just, there's no food or water. Yeah. They'll get dehydrated. Like, I would definitely put a brick on it and also have like a little mini bar in the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah. You like would be had. Jack Hind. I would be Jack Hind. Like, I'm not a bad guy, but I definitely seem evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's my end. Everybody can finish theirs up. Lucas? Um, you stole my the noise in the head bother you. Um, this was when they were a good one. lampooning the what citizen or what uh, civilized life is like. He says now their children are sentenced to ten to fifteen years of school just to learn how to survive in this new environment. Because he's talking about how us as humans have to constantly readapt to our environment so much so that we have mm-hmm. to go to fifteen years of school for it. That Very good. Said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. <laughs> Um, this is just the the mantra of Stain throughout. He throughout the movie he just goes ay 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 ay. Oh, 
<laughs> it's like eight eyes. Yeah. I, 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 I was getting so mad because he would do it and I'd be like, oh, Brandon, it's his favorite thing to say. And then he'd keep saying it. Like, I thought he was done. And I made a comment about Seth, it. Seth looked over at me taking that quote and it's just A-Y-E-A-Y-E-A-Y-E-A-Y. He's like, he looked, he was like, wait, what? Um, this one is at the end when they spot the the enemy, they spot Zamboha through the telescope and he's explaining to Key, he's like, alright, you're gonna go down there you're gonna... The enemy of the gods. Yep, Yeah, you're gonna go down there, you're gonna neutralize them, you're gonna do all this, you got that? And Key looks up from the telescope and chatters something. And he goes, what did he say? He said, he wants to know how those people got in the telescope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was how do these people get in this tiny glass? <laughs> he wasn't paying attention yeah, at like, all. Why don't you explain it to him? <laughs> um, this is from Seth, I guess, or Jack Hind, as he's known in the movie. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he arrives at the end and he goes, It's okay, Kate, the Marines have landed. Stealing some thunder. Shit. And then this is my last last one. I think it's really funny. Um, it wasn't even like played as a joke in the movie, but when Key sneaks into the, the group, he sneaks up and Kate notices him and she goes like, who are you? And he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Damn it. That, that, it was so funny, funny. <laughs> because they obviously don't understand each other, <laughs> yeah. but somehow Kate knows without looking at him to like grab the note secretly <laughs> that he's handing to her without looking As he's just, or understanding. He's like smiling and nodding. It's so good. I love They're both basically clicking at each other. Oh, it's so good. I love this. Finish yours off. Oh, shit. Uh, whoops. Okay, what did I land on? You need to meet more women. <laughs> oh, it's the one that Brandon basically stole from me earlier, but almost did, but he's the, the guy that he, it's like sleeping and he takes the gun and he starts chasing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, this is a funny stick. Did it grow on a tree? <laughs> oh, the, the gun. The gun, yeah. the thunder stick. Uh, this is right after the, like, she's so ugly scene. <laughs> Like, I have to dig for a whole day to feed her. <laughs> um, she's walking away, and he's, like, following her, and it gets to stain. He's like, oh, that's a Bushman. How did he get here? And she goes, I don't know, but he's very rude. Because <laughs> he's just clicking and staring at her. <laughs> and she thought he she, he thought she was really rude, too, because she wouldn't take her bottle so back. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, it's a brutal dichotomy. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. I think this is Jack Hines saying it. I don't remember why he's saying it, but he says that was very sweet of me. Yeah, and I think I think it's after he like picks her up in the in the bus. Yeah, he's like, or after he's he like, saves I came looking out for you once. Once I heard that you were missing, that was very sweet of me. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was for sure. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he wasn't interested in Kate at all. He was solely an autosexual man. He loved him. He yeah, loved oh, for sure. Kind. He loved him. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't inherently evil, but he definitely is portrayed that way. <laughs> um. This one is before, so when Stain is going to apologize for being an idiot to the classroom mm-hmm. and then goes in and makes more of a fool mm-hmm. of himself, he's, he's getting all gussied up in his suit and everything, and Impudi says, and why are you so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> he's, getting, he's got his suit and combing his hair and everything. Um, I think that's returned later in the movie. I think he says, why are you so beautiful oh, back yeah. to Pootie when Stain he's going to court. Back, yeah. And then I oh, think yeah. that's how the... Uh, I think that's around the time the married quote comes around. And yeah, it is right before it. That's my last two. They're both taken, kind of, because I know how to marry them, but no one knows how to live with them. That was mm-hmm. the only part I wrote down. And my very last quote slash note is what I said earlier is, I don't want to talk about it, 
mm-hmm. like six or seven times from mm. different characters that happens. Yeah. But as like a theme <laughs> of, of not communi- non-communication, poor communication. Yeah. Yeah. communication. When I looked at this movie, I, I don't know if I was movie. looking at the cast or movie. As you're looking up the cast, just some fun facts about mm-hmm. it. Uh, one of the, you know how Google suggests like different searches after you've yeah. searched something? One of them was, what is the meaning behind the gods must be mm. crazy? So I was like, well, I'm curious. I clicked on that and it was, um, the meaning of it is uh, in any modern civilization, there is always a residing sense of evil no matter what. And the only way to reject this evil is to reject all uh, modernity, modernity. Oh, wow. Is modernity. It modernity? Yeah, it's to reject all modernity. And I, I had that in the back of my head the whole time I was watching. Jeez. And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- anyway. that, that, I mean, that makes sense because the, I mean, the Bushmen are clearly painted as, as geniuses and as like, as, oh, yeah. as wholly happy. And while the, uh, the civilized, quote unquote, civilized man is depressive and terrorist and all sorts of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There are a lot of motifs with that. I don't want to keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it And that's why where you while. found Bruce Lee was in there. I found Bruce Lee at the same time. Yeah. Theodore's going nuts over here, like, bobbing his head like crazy. I don't know what he's doing, but... Oh, that's their mating call. <laughs> yeah. The men the men bob their heads and the women uh, wave their arms. They rotate it. So he's... he's uh, It's breeding season, is what it means. Shit. You gotta find him a lady. <laughs> or Louie. <laughs> or Louie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta breed with Lou. Oh, he is. Oh, he's horny as hell right now. <laughs> he's freaking the fuck out. Like, he's going nuts. No, that's that's what it means. He's he wants to fuck. Well, he's puffing out his beard too. He's like getting all black and shit. He wants to fuck so bad. Huh? Okay. So hard. Yeah. I'm 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 glad that we know that <laughs> my lizard wants to fuck now. Move. It's like Doctor Mittenhand. I want to fuck. I can I fuck. Can fuck. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my last <laughs> quotes are all from you or Marina. Oh, God. So the first one is from Marina. The nar- It's towards the beginning when we're being introduced to the Sand People tribe, and the narrator says, no one stays here except for the little people, and Marina goes, midgets? <laughs> <laughs> like the movie I sent you guys today. Yeah. Movie. Um, and then... Uh, midgets, well, yep. At one point, I... At one point, I... <laughs> One point I look over at Seth and I go, why are you laughing? And he said, Seth said, they said the terrorist signature look is a brown shirt. And all I can think about is how your default 2K character always wears a brown shirt. (laughs) That's great. Your 2K character is a terrorist. (laughs) Yeah, of course he is. For more reasons than that. But, you know. Um, Then when we've got... When we've got Stain scooping the elephant poop into, like, a little test tube, Seth just goes, don't eat that. <laughs> I, I thought he was saving it as, like, a snack for later. <laughs> Put it in, like, a lunchbox. That's so funny. And then my last one, I don't know what the context is. You can probably tell me about it. I I, I didn't know you took this many quotes of me. I'll but try. I'm pretty sure this has to be, you're talking about Stain here, but yeah. you just go, he's the first simp. <laughs> yeah i think it was just Probably when he stayed. was like he was like oh i can't talk to women and then he like i don't know he was just i don't know what it was it was yeah, definitely about stain i don't know who else in the movie he, yeah would so be, yours but... are he's the first simp don't eat that in the 2k character marinas are just <laughs> midgets midgets so that's we the are, end of the course we are wholly ourselves aren't we exactly it's uh ratings holier time than now but not holier than ourselves <laughs> 
Trading's time. Good quotes. Good quotes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter. What do we think we're giving it? Lucas, do you know these? I, I don't all? actually know. Okay, it's mm-hmm. your birthday. You get to start then. Movie. I'll I'll say like an eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomato for for critics. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say sixty-two. One of you guys is pretty close. Not so close, no, though. It's not within one or two. It's yeah. an eighty-five. Okay. Three nice. within three. Within three. I'm glad. And then audience percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. 94? Wow. I'm going to go back to 62. It's an 84. Fuck! I figured one of them would hate it just because of all the protests and everything. Sure. So 85 and 84. Um, IMDb Metascore out of 100. This is critics. Mm. 7.3. 73 out of 100? Yep, I always do that. (laughs) 8.3. One of you guys got it correct. it's Seth. It can't be me. <gasps> Brandon's a little devil. It's you for sure. I'm a little devilito. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a 73. Oh, happy birthday, Lucas. Happy birthday, Lucas. Wow. Also, little devilito is it. little, little, little devil. Yeah, little, little <laughs> devil. And then um, <laughs> audience score out of 10. 7.6. This <laughs> us make faces over here. 8. Point... What are you going to say? 8 point what? <laughs> I was thinking it was 8 point something and you would kind of like coax me into the right direction. No, so no. Exactly right. I was mouthing what you were trying to do. <laughs> oh, 6, gotcha. 8.2. 8.2. Um, one of you guys is pretty close. Fucking A. It's a 7.3. Oh! Lucas won all the way around. I'm getting my ass kicked today. So um, audiences, 85 and 73 mm-hmm. for an average, or for, that's critics, for an average of 79%. Uh Audiences, 84 and 73, for an average of 78%. So 79, 78. Lucas, what are we giving it yeah. here today? Um, it's, it's, it's as close to a 10.0 as a movie can get, with, with, the, with the understanding that the 10.0 doesn't exist, and that's the perfect ideal that all movies are chasing. This is the 9.9 repeating. I, th- this movie I love with all my heart. There are things in this movie that I haven't even come close to seeing in other movies that I just wholly love about this movie. Um, I wish there was more Bushmen, but even the non-Bushmen, the slapsticky stuff is great and hilarious. And and Key is probably my favorite character in the history of movies, honestly. I, I Damn. I don't love a character as much as I love little Key and his journey. And he's so pure and he's so sweet and so funny and such a good actor for being a non-actor. And it's it's... I could gush about this movie for a long time. He I'll was leave a good it actor. That. I will give him that. Seth? John Lasagna's? John Lasagna's? If we gotta get objective about it. Uh, I'm gonna say 9.1. That's the, yeah! That's the, that's Let's go! With me. Uh, I thought this movie was great. I, it just seemed humble. It wasn't trying to do anything crazy. It was just like... I, it wasn't trying to say anything, even though it did unintentionally say a bunch of things. It was really funny, even though it was super behind the times in <laughs> terms of humor. Like, it was 50 years behind in humor, but somehow 50 years ahead because people to this day still love it. So, that just seems like a timeless classic. You can interpret it however you want to. And no matter how you enjoy it, it is enjoyable. So, 9.1. I love Easy. it. Wow. 
Proud of you. Yeah, I can be good when I want to, all right? I'm not always this asshole dumb guy. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a two point... Oh, No, shit. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wanted to see... 2.9. I'm not going to go crazy. <laughs> no, that was what I was going to say. It was 2.9. No, I'm actually not doing 2.9. I am lower than each of you guys. Um, Clearly. He doesn't get Yeah, he's, he's super upset about this right now. Um... It's it's not low by any means. I'm giving it an eight point one. That's high, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think like you said, it's um kind of a primitive form of a B movie. There's a lot of slapstick. Um, why are you laughing about that? You thinking of the B movie? B movie. Uh, B movie. I was oh. saying movie again. <laughs> I swore you were thinking of the Seinfeld piece. <laughs> no, I really just can't. I, I I apologize. You can hear me in the background this entire episode just going movie. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a pretty primitive B movie. Um, key great actor. I do think that there are some things that might be overdone a little bit, but it does tailor towards a certain audience of that slapstick kind of humor. Um, sometimes it can be a little lost on me or whatnot, but overall, I think it's pretty solid, especially for I mean high budget for a South African film of this kind, but a low budget film to turn that kind of profit to kind of pander to the entire world as well. And I don't find any of the apartheid racist kind of things. It It's a movie. It's, it's a it's comedy. A like, yeah, exactly. I don't know the history of South Africa. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so high, high remarks on all of us. You want to hear some reviews? Yeah. That, that'll sure. that'll reviews. tickle my fancy. Tickle him. Tickle him for his birthday. Not me, you bitch. Um, critic reviews. My first one is by Variety. They say, The film's main virtues are its striking, widescreen visuals of unusual locations and the sheer educational value of its narration. <laughs> Even though he was making up facts as he went. <laughs> I do think that the narration was nice. I was thinking that it might get old at some point, but it's both informational and yet directs the story very well in both a linear point and both a comedic point perhaps informational maybe not educational as this review would say Ooh, that's, mm. a, that's a good distinction to make yes yeah well, there was a An lot of information oh for sure <laughs> maybe just not something you should learn <laughs> what the hell are you doing what? Stop i'm trying, trying to blind, blind you ass. next one is by vincent canby of the new york times he says yes watching jamie ice's gods must be crazy one might suspect that there were no such things as apartheid or the Immorality Act or even South Africa. The film is often genuinely, non-politically funny, but there's also something disturbing at the, about the film, and that we tend to feel that uh, any South African work that doesn't actively condemn apartheid has the secondary effect of condoning it, if only through silence. I don't so, know if I really buy it. I, I, get, I get what it's saying, though. He's saying, like, the darkness isn't the movie. The movie itself. It's the the darkness is the general public's uh, perception. Perception that, like like we were saying earlier, just because like what you were saying, Lucas, just because it doesn't talk about it doesn't mean that it's condoning yeah. it. Like not everything that is talking that's, about a certain subject has to and that's be about like, morally upstanding about it. But the, the darkness yeah. is the general public being like, oh. Fuck everything that isn't constantly fighting injustice. Yeah, his pre his presupposition is that I was just really wanted to say presupposition. That was it. <laughs> Good word. <laughs> Good word. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. 
I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, genuinely, the, the I thought you had like. No, he just wanted to say that word. I he had did. a presupposition. I thought and you then had to build up. <laughs> the beautiful thoughts are I always remember, besides yeah. he, the dog. Read the his, last sentence again. He had a thought. His, I got it now. His his presupposition is that if it doesn't address it, it condones it. And our we're saying that that's not necessarily the case. Just like how yeah. not every American movie has to talk about slavery. I think. Yeah. That, um, no, I, I think this guy's agreeing with us though. Will you read that last one again? Because the way I heard it was that he was saying that this movie got more shit than it deserves because people Mm. fall into that camp of thinking more often than they should. The film was often genuinely non-politically funny, but there's also something disturbing about the film in that we tend to feel that any South African work that doesn't actively condemn apartheid has a secondary effect of condoning it, if only through silence. So yeah, he's agreeing with us. He's agreeing with us, saying that the the people that felt that way, that's the darkness about the movie. Not the movie itself, but the the way it was perceived is the darkness. Okay. Darkness. Interesting. Um, And my my last one is Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. Oh. He says, it might be easy to make a... It might be easy to make a farce about screwball happenings in the desert, but it's a lot harder to create a funny interaction between nature and human nature. This movie's a nice little treasure. Three out of four stars. Wow, pretty high praise from Big Rog. Yeah. And now I got some users. Common folk. Users. Any any returnees? I, uh, yeah, I've got a couple. First one, Snoopy style. Wow, Ooh, Snoopy me. style got around it's to this. not. You're <laughs> Sethin. Um, October 22nd, 2013, he says, didn't age well. I rewatch it recently after first watched it two decades ago. I'm surprised at how awkward, how unfunny, how unlikable the movie is, especially when Key isn't on screen. Uh, The rebels and the government forces are like Keystone cops. The fact that they're almost all black just makes it so uncomfortable. Are we laughing (laughs) at... Uh, It's in Africa. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What? Are we laughing at incompetent people? I remember the guy opening and closing the gate being much funnier. Their comedy seems like weak slapsticks now. The best part of the movie is absolutely not nope. sound. Sure. Close enough. <laughs> uh, when I first saw it, I found the whole Bushman eye opening and so realistic. Today, I realize that, that it was impossible for these people to be I- so isolated at that time. The whole idea that they don't even have rocks is just ridiculous. But Key is so still the most compelling actor in this movie. The movie is two points better whenever he's on screen. Seven out of ten. That's a high... I thought he was going way low with that. I thought so, too. Some of his points... I don't remember Snoopy Style being the resident, like, dumbass reviewer. No, he's not. <laughs> I like some of his reviews. Yeah. Like, why was he saying all that stupid shit, though? The black people and the rocks and the... Yeah. yeah. There are rocks and black people in Africa. I don't want to be the guy that has to tell him that. <laughs> it's a mountain, dumbass. Uh, Frito pie... <laughs> Frito, <laughs> Frito pie ass. <laughs> uh, okay. Next one. Uh, by view underscore and underscore review. Oh, the little songbird. No, view and review. November 28, 2019, they say. Could this movie be more offensive? (laughs) Under the guise of praising a tribe of Bushmen by touting their qualities, this movie drudges up stupid old stereotypes of Africans being ignorant, naked, and primitive. The main character was a Bushman that was so far removed from civilization that he believed that the noise from an airplane was flatulence from the gods. A Coke bottle was a tool from the gods. Cars were strange animals that rolled instead of walked, and that two white people were gods. I don't even know how someone has the audacity to make such a movie. 
in the midst of all the backwards needy Africans is a white woman and a white man who are the heroes. They save a school of poor African kids from being hostages and fall in love. They could have done this movie anywhere else. There was no need for such garbage to be made in or about Africa. Mm. Two out of ten. Well, I'll just, I don't know. I, I'll, t- I've, I mean, I thought I've come across, uh, you know, I've come across that criticism before and I just, I don't think it has any basis because the Bushman and key are like the geniuses of the movie. They aren't, I mean, they are painted differently, but they yeah. are, but they're the one he's this, the hero. He knocks out six of them at the end. You know, yeah, he's the I one who say, knows how to find water, all that shit saves all their lives multiple times. Exactly. It's not fair to like, say the two white people save the day when he was the one that's knocking everybody out. And also when he does meet them earlier, that I think the point of it is not that they're this isolated tribe. It's that there's a juxtaposition between, excuse me, between the modern society and the very, very old school, quote unquote, primitive one. Yeah. But when he does meet them, immediately assumes they're gods, he realizes how dumb they yeah. are. So it's kind of like shitting on modern society more so than it is the, the aboriginals that would be in that area. That's like I don't I don't agree with that assessment yeah, at all. That's my interpretation too. I think if he like painted them as as bumbling idiots and as the the bushman as like clearly you know the idiots of the story, then but that's clearly not the case. No. They're the smart ones. It, They're the happy ones. Was, They're the no, exactly. Yeah. It was the white people that like yeah. were the, the bumbling idiots that couldn't communicate properly, didn't know what the fuck was going on at the time, didn't know who saved the day, didn't know where anybody was. Yeah. Like, oh shit, are they having a picnic? Is the army having a picnic? Yeah. Is that where they're leaving I, rations? In the middle yeah. of nowhere? I don't know. I, I remember a quote from the, the director um, about this, because he kind of responded to some of that too. He said something like, when the Bushman is in the city... I I do patronize him because he's stupid, but when the white man is in the is in the desert, the bushman pities him because he's stupid and they're geniuses. It's just all about circumstance. Context. Yeah, context. Yeah. Perfect perspective. All Perfect. that. Yeah. All all those words. Yeah. Um. Next one is by Hitchcock. Wow, Alfred without the K. Hitchcock. Then yeah, Hitchcock. 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 Um, Hitchcock. Uh, December 8th. (laughs) Dummy cock. Uh, December 8th, 2018, he says, This is such a creative and precious movie. A Coke bottle finds its way to a primitive culture. It is so unique to them, it takes on a literal supernatural being. Uh, It becomes the center of things until one of the members decides to return it to the gods who put it there. So he goes on a journey to a magic place, the modern world. What happens in the kind of haphazard interactions that had to be? Um, This is a joyful, exciting film. When Siskel and Ebert introduced this to me on their old TV show, I couldn't wait to see it. I have never been disappointed. There is a lesson here for all of us about how our metaphysical being (laughs) is so fragile and not to be taken so serious. 10 out of 10. He's not wrong. That's kind of what Seth was getting at. It is, which now feels kind of ironic. Because <laughs> if you're not taking it seriously, you probably wouldn't be thinking about your metaphysical being in the first place, you know? Yeah. Kind of an endless cycle of yeah. nonsensical philosophy. Next one is by... But I agree. Uh, <laughs> movies. The... Movies. The RDU Grand Boys. But uh, boys, B-O-I-S. The right. RDU Grand Boys. January 26, 2008, they say, Crazy Afro Slapstick. It's a wonderful film to show your kids. That's about it. 
For the average 6-10 to year old, I am sure there are plenty of simple slapstick laughs and a decent message underneath it. But for those of you with a few developed brain cells, I would counsel against watching or wasting an evening on this well-intentioned, that ultimately weak effort. Um, However, the film is no way offensive or racist, as some viewers have suggested. In fact, the characterization is extremely even-handed with both black and white villains and heroes. The Bushman tribe come out particularly well, and we can but envy their simple and pure way of life that is beautifully captured in the film. Indeed, not only is their way of life so beautiful, but the very people are undoubtedly the most beautiful in the film, and their inclusion brings a sparkle to what otherwise would be a mundane farce. Four out of ten. I That's like the kind of, if you don't like the movie, I I can see why, like in this review, I that's a fair rebuttal, I think, of the movie, not the necessarily the woke antithesis of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, sometimes you have to stay woke. This isn't the time. No, uh, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Next, Lee Eisenberg. Right of the office. Right of the office. Right of the office? Yep. Ooh. August 16th, 2005. Mm-hmm. Almost your birthday. Almost the debut of the office. Was it? Oh, 2005. I thought you meant like literally the day. <laughs> Probably <laughs> in September. Yeah. Probably, Lee Eisenberg, yeah. August 16, 2005 says, obviously, and now sort of eats at us that they refer to white people as civilized man. But overall, the movie does a good job showing what can happen when Western culture is introduced to an indigenous society. I guess that the bad luck often befalling Andrew Stain was just sort of thrown in for comic relief. But you can't not like it. Nine out of ten. Fuck's so bad. Who, Brandon? <laughs> Theodore, he's going nuts. Like father, like son. <laughs> um, only two more. Far from the horny tree. So, pe- <laughs> penultimate review here. The horny tree. J- now that's a movie. J Y E R F E J. This tree's J-F-E-R-E-J. trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you eat the apple and become horny. It's the tree itself <laughs> trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> oh no! The trees! Um, <laughs> J Yerfej. June 29th, 1999. Did they have the internet back then? Jesus. Apparently, IMDb was chilling back then. I wasn't even born then. No, you were. <laughs> Well, he says in spirit, he says, pure racist <laughs> stupidity. There's parody and then there's stupidity. This would be the latter. Parody, ca- P-A-R-I-T-Y. No. Yeah. No. In case the West doesn't already misunder- misunderstand Africa, along comes this ridiculous racist film to make fun of a supposedly backwards people. The only backwards people are the idiots who made this film and you for laughing at it. Do yourself a favor and read a book or see a real <laughs> film about Africa from a white guy who's been to the real Africa. Oh, that's Sean King. Two out wow. of ten. Incredible. I like that. I think a common thing about like <laughs> Africa is that people often just say Africa and not like a country. That was like, like Sean King. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate like, that. Like Africa <laughs> itself kind of seems like a country to a lot of people where they can't name all the different cultures and the countries and the cities that are a part of it. Right. And so this person was like, I, I've been to Africa. It, this is the real, like, they don't name a place that they've actually been. It seems really whitewashed in a way. There's a subtle racism in, like, claiming Africa as one big thing. Because yeah. you, you, like, you're kind of uh, pigeonholing the entire continent into, like, all these 
I don't know, poor desert people that sure. like aren't how we'd all paint them. Whereas yeah. like, there is there are plenty of civilization in Africa, but that's where it's whitewashed is like it's it's kinda downtrodden as a thing that's not as civilized as the rest of us are. And, and that's kind of what this guy's well also said. this guy's also um not encouraging, enabling that thought process by um just being so blatantly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well said. And yeah, again I have that criticism of that we're laughing at the Bushmen. I'm not, I don't know. They're, no, we're not. I just think the director treats them so much more empathetically than any of the other characters in the movie. They're obviously yeah. the, treated with such love, I think. And it helps that he's coming from these backgrounds as well and not. Yeah. And not, he's a, he's a South African guy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one today is by Bevo. One, three, six, seven, eight. Bevo. Bevo. They're just octaves, but hey, we did it. <laughs> Lucas went real. <laughs> He's growling. Um, Bevo one three six seven eight on December sixteenth, twenty twenty says Coke, most violent <laughs> film I've ever seen. What? what? I'm referring to the bit where he hit the boy on the head with the bottle. <laughs> ten out of ten. That was the. That's Good it. That's it. Bevo, Bevo's an idiot. Every like time Bevo comes up, I love you, Bevo. Coke. Wait, no little bluebird. No little songbird. No. All one, right. of, one of the few she hasn't seen, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I think this might be one of maybe two Toro <laughs> have been on that she hasn't reviewed. That's about right. right for me. She's on every fucking movie. Right? Her, and, her and Snoopy style make their way around a lot. It's like Allison Jones says the casting for every movie. Yeah. That's exactly. right. Yeah. I don't, it's uh, weird that Little Bluebird's not here. So, are we recommending this film today? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does the growl again? Yeah, we're recommending this movie. It's great. It's Lucas's birthday. Well, so Lucas hasn't to. said if he's going to recommend it or not. Oh, I, I yes, I can make a yes. <laughs> that was an affirmation. Yeah, I, I think it, it. I think this is just a special movie that has things in it that you can't that I haven't found it close to anywhere other movie. And and key is just is movie gold, Ex- movie mwah, cocaine, mwah, mwah. movie ecstasy, fucking. Movie Whatever food, hard drug. yeah. Movie blood, oh. Movie crip. Genuinely, I can't think of another character I like as much as Key. This was a very unique movie. I haven't seen anything quite like it, and I've seen a couple old films. Like I've seen, like the oldest I can think of is I've seen The Sting, The Wizard of Oz, The Wizard of Oz. A lot of animated it's, movies from back then. Wizard of Oz is like forty years before The Sting. God, yeah. The Sting was in like black and white. <laughs> Cat from Outer Space. I guess you didn't see that one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that one, but this was a very unique experience as far as, well, anything I've ever experienced. So we got three recommendations all around. I think, I think that is Seth, Seth said it succinctly that this is just a, a very fresh and very unique movie. Yeah. Sure. Good word. Good word. Alright, that's going to end it this week. Next week, we've got I'm switching things around a little bit um, but next week flip-flopping the next three weeks, I'm doing the recent 2020 or t- no 2021, maybe 22 movie, the uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, <laughs> thought he was gonna say Morbius. No, that's in that's in October. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but Clifford it's the Big Cliff Red in time. It's cl- <laughs> it's more than time. It's Cliff in time. Yeah, we're doing Clifford the Big Red Dog from the recent like live action one. No animated oh, shit. I want to see that so bad. So yeah, we're gonna go nuts on that. Um, and so with that, you know, just that's like how end. Clifford went nuts on the infrastructure of that town. 
<laughs> he ruined everything. And so with that, <laughs> we're going to end it this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune into TV Talk. Like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages. Why is Seven- he red? I get why he's giant, but why is he red? No clue. It's a communist. Oh, oh shit. Like the red square. Analogy. Yeah. yeah. Seth and I might start making some TikToks. I don't know. We're going to make TikToks? For the page? Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll do like For dances and shit. Okay. We're yeah. taking this to 11. And um, 11. <laughs> with that, we'll see you next week. Kadoosh. Later, assholes. <laughs> oh. Frito pie ass. Oh, love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.